So you qualify. Living fast and balling at Christmas time. It's going to be a good Christmas this year. Santa know when you go. <laughs> What you know about this, man? You play this every year, Figgy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't play. I don't play. I don't play anything from this damn album. Yes, you do. The dips at you Christmas. You play dips at Christmas every single Christmas. <laughs> no, I don't. Yes, you do. Check the tape, man. Check the tape. You got to go back in the archives now, because I, I swear you play this every year. <laughs> <laughs> I don't play this all the time, though. Happy holidays. I'm out with the gangsters and thieves. Celebrated, posted up with eggnog here and up in my cup. Put root off the most slow bang bang in the coast. We back in the building, man. We been busy, but we back. I'm in a Christmas mood vibe, man. Rest in peace, Nate Dog, man. <laughs> All right, I'm going to get classy now, man. I got to go to this classic. This is the real version right here, man. Forget that Chris Brown version. It's funny how people try to take the Chris Brown version like, oh, this is the real one. This is the best one. He not beating Donny Hathaway, man. Come on, man. This ain't beating Chris Brown. I don't give a damn how good he can sing. Now, Chris Brown does backflips, though. I don't think it makes him better than anybody who ever lived. <laughs> Donnie Hathaway ain't do no backflips on stage. <laughs> Happy holidays to all the gems and juice pot potters. I don't know what to call them. What were you used the to call them? Gemstones and the, the juice gemstones heads. and the juice heads. Shout out to the gemstones and the juice heads, man. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to everybody out there. Yes, yes, we are back at it, man. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year's, Happy Hanukkah, Chanukah, as uh, Smokey Brown <laughs> pronounces it. Uh, Smokey Robinson, my bad. Smokey Brown, I don't know where I got that from. Smokey <laughs> Robinson said Chanukah uh, on a, a, I think that was last year he said that, maybe the year before that. And yeah. he's still getting clowned for it to this day. <laughs> yeah. But happy Kwanzaa for those yeah. who observe. Remember that was a trend back in the day? Yeah. To celebrate Kwanzaa. Niggas really got rid of that shit quick, man. Yeah, I haven't heard, I haven't heard nobody <laughs> say Kwanzaa in a long time. Yeah, my family, uh, my mom wanted to try one year, so we did it. 
<laughs> okay. Yeah, happy Kwanzaa, happy yeah. Juneteenth. I know it ain't June, but <laughs> around these times, we need a little Juneteenth love. Yeah, yeah something <laughs> like that. Uh, but yes, happy holidays to everybody. Uh, we are back at it, man. A whole lot to break down, a whole lot to review. It's our year-end wrap-up. We are going to wrap everything up. We're going to give y'all our favorite albums of the year, our favorite songs of the year, our favorite moments of the year. Plus, we're going to get y'all caught up on all the fuckery we ain't comment on yet. I know, man. We've been slipping. This is our first podcast of the month. Yes, and that's <laughs> our last one, too. I know, so. man. It, it been a, look, it's been a lot going on, man. We did the, um, we uh, we had a uh, chance to host In The Loop. That was rare, mm-hmm. and like I said, that was that was a one-time thing. Might be the yep, last time yep, thing. First and last, and most likely last. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but we had fun. Yeah, that was, that was fun. Shout out to B Scott, and um, yeah, we just been working, man. I, um, last week I was in New York, so I um couldn't do the podcast. There was a lot going on there, but we back. How was that? How you went to the Army Navy game, right? How was yeah. that, man? I had a blast, man. It was it was actually fun. I never. I ain't gonna lie to you, man. I'm I'm not the biggest diehard college football fan. You know, I just follow my team, Ohio State, and keep it moving. But um, the Army, I never actually watched the Army Navy game, <laughs> not not on TV or anything. So being there, it was actually fun, man. It was packed. It was a lot of. I, I'm not used to a packed stadium, man. Covering this Texans game, but um, it was really packed, man. It it was fun, man, and. Uh, <laughs> If y'all follow me on Twitter, y'all probably seen that I met um, uh, Sage Steele. <laughs> so I met, I met her and her pops. So it was pretty cool, man. <laughs> yeah, she's going to get you on OutKick next, man. I don't know. You're going to be on FS1. I know, man. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some, somebody threw this out here to me. Uh, they kind of, they, I don't want to say they had a problem that I took a picture with her. But it was just mm-hmm. kind of like, oh man, dang! I hope you ain't talk to her too long and yeah. all this other stuff. How, how do you feel about me taking the picture with Sage Steele? I mean, unless y'all was political commentating on something, I don't see what the problem is. <laughs> that, that's what like, I said. Look, that's what I was thinking. I, look, man, um, I, I, I like good people. If you mm-hmm. cool with me, <laughs> I, I will be cool with you. And she was wonderful. She was wonderful um, to me. I was actually standing there. Somebody else was talking to her, and she was like, "Who is that guy with the cool hair?" Mm-hmm. She was talking. She, I, ain't, I ain't go up and talk to her. She, she, she called me out. So that's that was my chance. Like, hey, how you doing? I'm Figgy. Blah blah blah. And we ended up taking the picture. So you know, we ain't getting to no politics or none of that. Yeah, don't don't let shit. these people bully yeah. you, man. Yeah, man. No I'm just like, man. I know, man. She look, man. I, I know she said some wild things, some very wild things. But at the end of it all, man, she was respectful towards me. You know, she looked good in person. I mm-hmm. I, I always thought she looked good, but she really looked good. She was she was super down to earth, man. So um yeah man it it was a, it was a cool moment man it was good you know and she, if Charlemagne could take flicks with uh, Tommy Lauren <laughs> then you y'all you ain't got no smoke for him yeah and y'all got to leave Figgy alone let him take his picks man. yeah so man like I said she was super cool to me she she looked really good she was laughing and joking around and stuff I was I was cool with that man we we ain't branch off into nothing else 
<laughs> but mm-hmm. she was cool. I posted a picture. She actually commented. She she replied to the picture, to the um. The oh, tweet. that's nice. So yeah, she was she she good in my book, man. <laughs> Until she started, <laughs> you know, you know, when she started talking about other stuff, that's where I might have to respectfully disagree. But she she was cool with me, man. Because look, I met people who were straight up assholes. Where mm-hmm. you know, I don't give a damn if you. I don't give a damn who you for, man. Like. You was an asshole to me, so I, you know, I ain't even really got that much to say to you. But she, yep. was, she was super cool, man. Yeah, ain't nothing wrong with that, man. Uh, <laughs> she, I'm sure she's nice in person. Ain't nothing, man. Don't let these people yeah. uh, make you feel Unless, guilty about taking a picture with no save steal. Man. They <laughs> wish they was able to save steal themselves. <laughs> uh, so shit, did you? Uh, it was in New York, right? Yeah, it was in New York. Okay, yeah. did you? Did you visit Brooklyn? Did you go to? Uh, where the Marcy Projects used to nah, be. Nah, man. Come on, man. <laughs> man, we were stuck in Times Square, man. I ain't leave oh, Times Square. The only you time. Tourist section. Oh, pretty much. Out, the only time I left Times Square was to go to the damn game, which is in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it, it was cool. I actually, it's funny because I actually bought a knockoff bag from the store. I mean, from, oh, from nice. off the streets. So, <laughs> so walking down the street in Times Square, I ran across like five different people who had a blanket laid out on the ground full of um, designer shit, like designer mm. bags, wallets, uh, purses, all that type of shit. And the guy, I'm like, let me. See. I'm like, if I see something I like, because you know, I need a little bag like this to hold my shit. And I'm like, if I see something, I'm gonna try to get it. And um. Yeah, I ran into one, and the guy was like, man, 65. Let me get 65 for that. <laughs> and so I'm looking, I'm playing it off. I'm like, I'm not paying 65 for this. And um, I, I I knew I had a $50 bill in my pocket. I'm like, I'm going to try to get it for this 50. I'm like, I'm not paying no 65 for it. And so um, I played it off like, all right, I get it. So I looked at my wife. I'm like, oh, man, all I got is a 50, man. He was just like, oh, come on, man. I'm like, my bad. That's all right, then. I played it. I'm like, that's all right, then. Yeah, yeah. He like, I- I'll give it to you, man. I'm like, thank you, man. Appreciate it, bro. <laughs> so, yeah, I got, got this little thing for 50. <laughs> yeah, I mean, y'all were both running games. because I'm sure that bag probably cost him 20. So. <laughs> pro- probably so, man. Probably so. so. You I had just, to act like yeah. he was hurt by only taking it for 50. Yeah, I, I just know I ain't paying no $65 for it. <laughs> Like though, I, I I got $50. I I I use that. And it is people ain't talking about the fucking um the knockoff game like they used to, man. Remember back in the day, you couldn't really wear anything knockoff because it looked so fake. Yeah, now so you obvious. can't even tell, man. Dude, if you look on YouTube and search like knockoffs versus the real ones, they look mm-hmm. exactly the same, man. And it's like a big price difference where it's to the point where it's like, why would you even buy it real at this point? <laughs> like, the shit look exactly the same, man. <laughs> Dog, my friends put me on to the fake Jordans, man. They You really can't tell the difference. <laughs> it used Back in the day, I remember, you could tell the fake Jordans. Yeah. The, the jump man was all wrong. And yeah. Shit. Yeah. You or could tell. There was the no logo Jordan. on it, but it looked yeah. exactly like a Jordan. <laughs> Colors were all faded and looked weird. Yeah. But now, dog, you cannot tell the difference unless you had a microscope. You cannot yeah. tell the fake J's from the real ones now. Yeah. So, I was looking at a YouTube. Wrong with that. I was looking at a YouTube video, and the only thing they had was 
oh the 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 stitching right here is a little higher than the uh than the real one and they had to get a fucking ruler to, mm-hmm. to, like at that point it's like what nobody's like, gonna be able to yes tell, man. yes we i'm not i don't think i ever looked at a man's shoes on his feet that close to see if it was real or fake like at that point it's like man like why is you buying the real version at this point yeah <laughs> but yeah the knockoff game is kind of strong right now man <laughs> no and people more people are into it than they will admit dude i ain't you know, even a know lot this. of shit on instagram it's fake yeah, I, I I didn't even know this, man. So um, the offensive lineman Laramie Tunsil for the Texans, apparently he wear all of his shit is fake, and I oh, think damn. he I think he admitted it. He said, "Why would I buy the real version? I, I could buy the you know, the knockoff that's way cheaper." <laughs> and and you know this is like a millionaire. I I I guess he don't give a shit, but. Like, I, I kind of agree with that. It's like, damn, like, why would I go out my way to buy the real version of this and the fake one kind it, it, it looked damn near the same. He he got that game from Chad Ochocinco because <laughs> Chad so. Johnson was the first one to admit he had fake. And this is back when that was like, you know, how oh, dare shit. you? Like, yeah. everybody would clown a nigga who had fake shit on. Yeah. And he admitted everything he had, all the jewelry and watches and the shit he had was fake. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he got that from uh, Pro- Chad O'Connor. Probably so. Yeah. That, I mean, that's that, hilarious, man. Ain't yeah. nothing wrong with that. Look, man. It, fucking waste of money. I mean, as long as the shit looked decent, man. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not saying walk around with some Jordans without the Jordan sign on it or something like yeah. that, man. <laughs> But like what like who what's the difference, man? <laughs> it should look exactly the same. It does. <laughs> I ain't mad at it, man. Do your thing. Do your thing. Yeah. <laughs> but glad you had a good time out there, man. Uh sounds like a fun time. Who won? I don't even I didn't even watch uh, the game. Uh Navy Navy won. Okay. Yeah. It was actually okay. a pretty good game too. We was on the field. So oh, um yeah, it was a it was a really good game, man. So um, usually when you look at a game like that, it's like, oh, these teams ain't all that. Mm-hmm. But um, it was actually playing, man. And the other thing about being at the Army-Navy game, so, you know, pregame, they got all the, you know, the ceremony, the marching and all that stuff. Then uh, Navy come out there and they march. And then you got the Army people, they go out there and march. The shit, they be, like people in the crowd that's like rooting for Navy or Army or the people that's in in the actual Navy and Army, they got their own little section. When I mm-hmm. tell you they be talking mad shit to like Navy and they be talking mad shit to each other. So I was um, right next to um, Navy. You know, I was on the field, but like in in the stands, it was Navy. I was right by them and Army was coming out. They was doing their little march and they step and all that. When I tell you they was talking mad shit to him, like, look, step us off. Look at him. He ain't even good. Look at him. <laughs> they, was just talk, they was just talking mad shit. It's a real competition, man. It it got real greasy there. And um, I guess that's little stuff you don't really think about. You you kind of think when you think of the, uh, the military, you think kind of everybody, you know, into one at that game. But they be talking shit. It's real competitive, man, even before oh, the yeah. game starts. Yeah, that I mean that's historic. Like Army and Navy are like Bloods and Crips, man. They don't fuck with each other at all. <laughs> they got their own jokes. Yeah. Like you talk to somebody who random person who, who was in the Navy, they say 
army trash, yeah. army called Navy, a bunch of gay niggas, all this shit. Like, it's wild, <laughs> man. Air Force don't like anybody either. It's, it's really like gay yeah. warfare. For real. that shit. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a fun time, man. So glad you got to experience that. That's cool that you got to go out yeah, there yeah. and do the show live for a week from there. So cool, cool, <laughs> cool vibe, man. All right. It's time to get back to business, though, man. We got a lot to break down, a lot to talk about. Got to give y'all our list because everybody loves those end of year lists. We got to put up with them every single year. So we're going to do our own version of that shit. <laughs> uh, but first off, man, let's do some reviews. Let's review some shit uh, that had come out uh, in the past few weeks, really more recently. I believe the Rick Ross album was actually last week. Yeah. Um he 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 changed the cover art like a pussy. Yeah, he, he should have kept, kept that. it. He should have kept yeah. that, man. The sense since when did Ross care about being turned into a meme, man? Yeah. Meme his whole career. I was, that whole the picture of him, him as a CEO. Dude, I was <laughs> came out. I was disappointed when he changed his artwork, man. Like yeah, that was pussy. It make it make me respect um somebody like a um like a young thug even more. Because you mm-hmm. see remember the first Album cover, Young Thug, you know, got a dress. Yeah. Well, the first one, he was naked. That was Barter 5. Oh, yeah. I he forgot about naked. that one. And then he made another album that he had wore a dress on. I forget what yeah. that was Yeah, that's the one I was thinking about. But um, he he stuck to his guns, man. People was talking shit. People making memes and all that shit. But people, like, Rick Ross need to realize, man, that shit kind of helped the album a little bit. It kind of make you want to go listen to it with all the memes and the jokes. Like, I, ain't, I ain't like him changing that, man. Yeah, he was... And, and the new cover is so whack and uninspired, too, man. You could tell you just threw that together at the last second. Yeah. Because he was embarrassed. <laughs> yep. But he did release it. It is called Richer Than I've Ever Been. A lot of features on it. It has Wale. It has... I got to look it up because I damn near forgot the track list. It has uh, the dream. It's on it. Danny the Butcher, Future, Dream Doll, uh, Blast, Jasmine Sullivan, and Twenty One Savage, and Wiz Khalifa. Uh, Twelve songs long, which for me is a uh, relief. Yeah. I was actually happy. I was actually shocked when I listened to this album. Like it ended and it went because you know how Spotify works. Once unless you have like the repeat on. It will just go to a random song in that yeah. artist's collection after the album is done. Yeah. So then they start playing some shit like hustling. And I'm like, <laughs> wait a minute, I know that this album can't be over yet. <laughs> but uh yeah, yeah, it's only 20, 42 it's only minutes. About not even an hour long. Mm-hmm. Uh 12 songs and your standard Rick Ross fair. So uh Figgy, what do you think about this new Rick Ross album? And what does it rank for you in his discography so far? I got to be honest with you, man. <laughs> I was so disappointed in this album, man. Oh. I, I wasn't feeling it, man. Usually when Ross drop an album, it usually sounds like a damn movie. Like the production is usually on. It's This one didn't, didn't do it for me at all, man. I'm looking at some of the features he had on here. Um, the Benny Butcher song was cool. I, I, I like that one. Yeah, and uh, Low Havana was cool. I I liked the, that one. Everything else, I'm like, what is? I ain't know what he was doing, man. The one the one song that really struck me was the one with Dream Doll, the Wiggle. Mm-hmm. 
I'm like, what is he doing? I, I, I didn't really understand what he's trying to do. He usually made that like boss type of music. And I ain't really hear nothing on this album that was like, that, that made me feel like a boss. So, <laughs> so I was just kind of like, I, I never really understood the, the, the name. I'm, I'm kind of wondering if Ross, do he just pick a name out of a hat, the name of album? Because this, this one called Richard. <laughs> it seemed like he like richer than I ever been. I I ain't, I ain't really feel rich listening to this album, man. <laughs> I I didn't. It, the production. This was probably some of the uh, his stand. I'm not saying in general, but his standards. I felt like this was probably some of the worst production he had out of uh, mm-hmm. a lot of his albums. Uh, and you know, we talked about the Port of Miami too. And, um, you know, that album was actually, I can't remember what I graded that album, but um, the, at least the production on there was really good. This one, I, you know, I couldn't believe even, I couldn't believe he even picked some of these beats. It's kind of like, this don't even, this don't even fit what you're trying to do. I'm not, I'm not sure what he was going for with this album. And, you know, it didn't, it didn't seem outside the box, but it seemed like he really didn't care for this one and I was a little disappointed the little Havana was really good and I'm like okay I, I see what he's doing here but the rest of it was just like I don't know I, it was a lot of skips for me man I I was I was so disappointed man I was so disappointed and I, I, I thought I thought this album was going in the year right like okay he, he dropping in December so you know we about to ride off into 2022 you know, with some Ross. And this didn't do it for me, man. I was so disappointed. Um, okay, so what well, you gotta you gotta decide. Is it pig pen status for you? <laughs> the hogs, the pigs. It is, oh, man. Damn, damn. It is, man. I uh Rick Ross getting the album ready to deal with the pig pen album. Yeah, I and I went back on this album twice, man. Like, let me just let me see again. I just, you know, the wiggle, the wiggle song really did it for me. It was just like, man, this is not a Ross album, man. I mean, th- th- that wiggle song ain't a Ross song. So I'm, I'm not sure what he was trying to do there. Is like, I wonder if the label just kind of held him up. Is Dream Doll one of his artists? That was one of the only things I could figure that song being on because number one, I know a lot of people and rap copy each other but this is the most blatant fake ass Nicki Minaj rapper I've ever heard dog <laughs> like the the, the the delivery the punchlines it sounds like gorilla black <laughs> <laughs> the gorilla black version of Nicki Minaj well, she like, she from the Bronx dog she this is I thought Nicki I thought Nicki Minaj was on this song at first when I first heard it then I looked at the credits and it said Dream Doll. I'm like, then it's, I know his voice sounded kind of off. I'm like, what is this? Yeah. I know but nobody cares about biting in hip hop anymore. It used to be just yeah. part of the letter. Like nobody could bite. Now everybody bites, but this is the most blatant yeah. biting by a mainstream type artist I've heard in a while, it, man. It yeah. was actually kind of disgusting. Yeah. When you hear people that like in this situation, when you hear that and it's very noticeable and uncomfortable, that's way too much, man. Because you know, a lot, a lot of these female artists are inspired by Nicki, but when it's like super blatant, 
It's, it's, when you copy in the accent, when you copy in the punchlines, it's nah. It, 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 I, I've never heard anything as blatant as this <laughs> in a while, man. It was it was bad. Yeah, <laughs> I really couldn't believe that. So yeah, I, I will agree that song was terrible. Uh, but I, honestly, man, I got I got to differentiate. I got to disagree a little bit. Me personally, I thought the album was okay. Uh, maybe because I'm not a super huge Ross fan. Like I don't look at his albums. Like, you know, he, he has some great, like he has some good albums, uh, some great albums even, but I'm not super excited when I hear a new Ross album is coming. I'm usually just pleasantly surprised when it comes out and I listen to it. I'm like, okay, it's Ross on his shit. There are a good number of songs I did like here, man. I have to say uh, the song warm words in the cold world. I like how they did the same sample as a, a sample I hadn't heard in a while. The same sample was used on LL Cool J's Ill Bomb, produced by DJ Premier, I believe. Mm. And I hadn't heard that sample in a long time, man. So I like it when there's an actual underrated, not using a wild sample that's flipped in a different way. So yeah. it actually don't sound like the same type of song. Yeah. You know, this song was a lot more. Uh, laid back more Ross flavor and even Future did a decent job on it which he hadn't you know had any great features to me in a while but he actually did a pretty good job on that song man uh Benny the Butcher song was good as you said I like the Pulitzer I, I he didn't pronounce it right he said the Pulitzer I guess he was trying to make a gun metaphor like I got the Pulitzer like I'm gonna pull it out but that annoyed his pronunciation just annoyed me on how he said it it sounded really ignorant like how he says Maybach yeah, but <laughs> I guess it's just this thing. I really like the song Outlaws. Mm. I like that song a lot, man. I thought the sample was cool. I thought 21 did his thing on it. I didn't like the hook that much. I could have went without that Jasmine Sullivan hook kind of. <laughs> I, I don't dislike her, but just the, the hook didn't match the content of the song or the name of the song. Mm. It, it was very weird, but I like that song a lot, man. I thought the beat was super cold. And I actually enjoyed that song. Uh, the last song, Hella Smoke, was good, too. I thought that was like vintage sounding whiz, you know, almost cushion OJ sounding whiz a little bit. So I like that, man. Like, I, I'm not going to say this is even in my top 20 favorite albums of the year. And I don't think I would even put it, you know, in Ross's top 10. You know, yeah. I think Port of Miami, too, was much better. Uh, mainly because that had the song Gold Roses with Drake. That's may maybe the main problem with this album. He needed a Drake song to save it. Yeah. In a lot of people's eyes. It probably, and, and the album probably would have got way more attention. I know it's just been definitely. a week. It was, I know it's just been a week, but it would have got way more attention because now I'm, I have no reason to really go back to it. Yeah. This, this album came and went. Nobody's talking about it. Really, nobody talked about it really when it even dropped. Yeah. And now it's super out of people's minds now, but it needed a Drake song on the level of their because they have been killing it the past few years with their uh, uh, collaborations, man. Yeah. So this needed a Drake feature. It didn't have one. It also didn't have any Justice League songs. Yeah. It didn't have it like so. It it was missing that vintage Ross sound. Maybe he was trying something new. I don't know. Uh, I didn't realize Timbaland produced the Pulitzer. Oh, I didn't realize that either. I didn't know either. It didn't even sound like I don't even know what Timbaland 
songs sound like it. Yeah, yeah. It shit don't sound like a Leah. No. Yeah, <laughs> nah. His, his shit be changing all the time, man. So you can't yeah. even tell what he, unless you hear him doing the ad libs, yeah. you would have no idea what he what he don't. They the girl, some shit like that. But yeah, so maybe it was missing that, and that's what turned people off too. But personally, man, like I thought it was okay. I didn't hate it. I'm not gonna say I loved it. But it was a cool listen for what it was. I'm not going to go back to it, but I can't say it's pig pen, man. I enjoyed a good it's number. Qualified. Of I would say it's qualified. Yeah. Qualified. Yeah, man. I, man, I, I was so disappointed, man, because Ross, I, I feel like his albums, his projects are super under underrated a little bit mm-hmm. because his production be A1, and that was the one part I had a problem with, man. The it sounds like some bootleg Justice League, to be honest. And it's like, usually that Justice League, that sound, that kick, it's just like, oh, shit. Like, this shit sound yeah. like a movie. You got the piano going crazy. You got the strings. And, you know, you ain't, I ain't really get that from this album. And it's like, is this a Rick Ross album? Because, usually, like, you could go to all of his albums. It's, it, it's, it's, it's really like that Maybach music. <laughs> like some shit you listen in the back of the Maybach, and I didn't feel I ain't feel like that driving in my little <laughs> my Jeep <laughs> Compass. <laughs> I felt like I was in the Jeep Compass, man. Usually I feel like I'm in the Maybach, <laughs> but I felt like I was in the in the Jeep Compass <laughs> playing this. I, I was just a little disappointed. I was kind of expecting you know way more, especially after the um, the first song he released. Yeah, I, I, I'll admit it. It was missing that vintage Ross sound, you know, and it didn't it didn't match what he had done previously. Port of Miami Two was a much better album. I'll say that much. Yeah, I, I thought it was okay for what it was, man. Maybe my expectations were just lower because I didn't really give a shit when it came out. But I, yeah. I, I thought it was okay, man. There were some songs I fucked with on this album. So yeah, it's real quick. I want to ask you. So, um, the first song, um. This I think this song came out a week before the album, but um, he mentioned something and it kind of got the internet going crazy a little bit. I didn't really see too many people talking about it, but um, he mentioned Meek Mill and one and, and I want to say the first verse, of the first song. Yeah, I do remember the line, but I forgot what he actually said. Yeah, he said, um, "Uh, shit." Oh, he said, "Niggas, um, niggas, soul being sold." And still on the leash, Rog Roger Gradell boy, he ain't Corniche. Corniche, I was really throwing money when I saw Meach, and I and I let them rapper niggas get closer to Meach or something like that. And, yeah, I don't um, know what he's talking about, man. Yeah, a lot of people. The, the The part that stuck out to me because I was wondering who he's talking about, and I think he was asked that, but he ain't really go get into it. Like I, wait. Is he talking about Jay Z? That 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 was my first thought, man. Because, Roger Goodell, boy, he what the fuck is a Corniche number one? Yeah, I don't even know what the fuck that. I gotta look up what so, even that even means. Yeah, a Corniche is a road cut into the edge of a cliff, especially one running along a coast. I don't know yeah. what the fuck that means in terms of a uh, calling somebody that. Yeah. But nigga soul being sold and still on a leash. I don't yeah, I don't know what he's right. talking about, man. Yeah, the part that stuck out to me because he did mention um uh, meat 
And somebody asked him about, you know, the relationship between him and Meek. And sometimes I hate the way Ross talk because he don't he don't get right to it like, oh, me and Meek good. Mm-hmm. You know, we had problems there, da, da, da. He he do shit like, you know, Meek is a boss. You know, at the end of the day. At the end of the day, we all are bosses. And, you know, (laughs) you know, we got our own separate moves. I got my own separate move, but at the end of the day, it's all family. And it's just like, what the fuck is you talking about, man? One of the most annoying (laughs) rap, like I'm too cool to answer anything. Yeah, it's that DJ Khaled shit, man. Yes. (laughs) I'll drop subliminals all day. When I actually have a microphone in front of my face, I don't want to say shit. See, I don't speak on other men in their situations. (laughs) (laughs) It was like you did in the damn song. Yes, exactly. But um, yeah, the part that stuck out in this verse was the obvious the Roger Goodell. Yeah, he said Roger Goodell boy, and then when, yeah. after that he said uh, he mentioned Meek's name, and so I'm like, is he talking about Jay Z? Because he Jay- has to be Jay Z, the because... only person that was linked that close with Roger Goodell like that, and and we all know the relationship him and Meek got. Yeah, Jay Z was leading the charge to get Meek freed from jail. Mm-hmm. prison which now i think was a mistake we should <laughs> we should jay-z really did us all a disservice by getting that nigga out of prison man. he should have stayed there like what good is meek mill done since yeah. he got out just just the, make these ignorant tweets on twitter and acting an ass in general <laughs> so yeah thanks a lot jay-z but uh I, I guess he is referencing that uh but i don't know I didn't know Ross and Jay had beef like that. I thought yeah. they had always been cool. So maybe he just feels like I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, what it, it was, know what yeah. That, that was that was an eyebrow eyebrow raiser. So um, yeah, something to kind of keep an eye out on. I wonder. It it could be maybe Rick Ross feel a certain way because he had been supporting Meek for so long. Yeah, and then Jay got all came the through. Yeah, yeah, and, and getting him. All the national mm. attention, but yeah. Rick Ross had and, held him down from and, day one. Maybe you feel yeah. a certain way about and he, that. even if you look at it that way too, um, Jay Z kind of came in and he got a lot of shine for putting his arm around Meek, mm-hmm. and Jay Z looked like a guy because it's like, oh, I got him out of jail, and oh, you know, it's just like, damn, you wasn't even around when we were, you know, he was Meek Mill with the the shiesty braids, and yeah, you know when he was up and coming and shit like that. And, you know, like I said, I don't know their, I don't know Meek and Jay-Z's relationship or what kind of partnership they got going on, but, you know, maybe, it, maybe the Ross, it looked like Jay-Z just came in and kind of used them as a pawn and, you know, kind of got his name out there more for helping, you know, an artist Ross been putting money into it, helping for years. So I wonder if that have anything to do with it. It could be, man. Um, I guess we'll find out when Jay-Z released a new song because that's yeah. the only way you're going to find. Like, neither of these niggas are going to say anything on camera yeah. or in an interview. So we just got to wait till the songs come out. So yeah. next time, Jake, Jay-Z will, he always addresses things in his songs. Yeah, That's one thing I give him credit for. So the next Jay-Z verse we hear, I'm sure he'll have at least some subliminals thrown at Ross. Yeah. So we just have to wait for that whenever that Niggas thinking be. they boss. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in the Maybach. 
When you born, <laughs> it'll be something like my, that. My back went bankrupt. What that mean? Well, no, you, 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 yeah. He's gonna flip something about like, Jay Z. Gonna have a few. He's gonna mention the Maybach at some point. Yeah, I've been the Maybach since '88. <laughs> 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 you boys barely ate. It's it gonna be something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he gonna have some bars, man. We just gotta wait for that shit. Yeah. Uh, another album actually dropped today. It was a uh, surprise drop. Uh, Baldy James and Alchemist, who already released a very critically acclaimed album earlier in the year, they came back and hit us with another one. Man, they hit us with a super techmo bow. I guess keeping up with the Bo Jackson motif. Yeah. The first album was called Bo Jackson, and now this one is called Super Techmo Bow. Uh, so yeah, it's it's a shorter, I want to say more EP length than the uh, first album. It seemed like kind of. I don't know. Kind of a surprise. Something extra tracks that maybe they had been working on. Uh, but I listened to it. We, this dropped today, so I didn't have too much time to absorb it. But I liked it, man. Like you really can't go wrong with anything Alchemist do. I yeah. gotta say, uh, I don't think this was as good as their first album from earlier in the year. I thought the beats were just not as good, and I feel like you know th- this seemed more like tracks that didn't make it on Bo Jackson to me. Mm. But I did enjoy it. Moth in the Flame was really hard. Uh, I liked that song a lot as well. So, I mean, it was cool little. Uh, I know they're going on tour too. So maybe there's something to uh, boost up the tour that's going on as well. They're going on tour with Action Bronson and Earl Sweatshirt. So, Action Bronson still doing music? Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I, like, I want to see Earl live, but I don't want to necessarily see no fucking Action Bronson, man. Yeah. So, yeah, I might <laughs> skip on that. But it, it would be better if it was just Alchemist, Bo, uh, Boldy James, and Earl, and maybe, I don't know, somebody yeah. somebody of their clique in there, too. Yeah. Freddie Gibbs, maybe. I don't know when he get out this drama he's in right now. But <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, I would say it's, it's just qualified, man. You, you have to say it's just qualified. Qualified. Because, you know, it's Alchemist. Can't go wrong. Dope beats, dope rhymes. What else do you want? What you think about this album? Um, I only got through half of it. I, I, I want to say I got through the first three songs, so I, I ain't get a chance to finish it. But I was super excited when I seen this man. Like, his that the, the Bo Jackson album is probably it, it's definitely in my top five album of the year. So for spoil alert, but um, Uh-oh. yeah, but um, I was super excited, man. I like the first couple songs so far. And um, I, I gotta agree. I, uh, it's probably not gonna top Bo Jackson. <laughs> it's f- fair to say, but that's giving credit to how great Bo Jackson was. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, man. I, look, I don't mind projects from Alchemist <laughs> and Bodie James. Yeah. So um, you know, I won't critique it too much. But um, yeah, man. I, I, I'm gonna finish the rest of it, but. I think it's fair to say I, I agree with you. I, I would say it's qualified. Qualified. Check it out. If you're a real hip hop fan, and I hate using that term, real hip hop. I mean, it's true. It's but true. yeah, if you if you're a lyrics and production guy, this you know check out Bodie James, man. He you know super he's super smooth. I know, and we always talk about Griselda. And I think he part of Griselda too. Mm-hmm. But um, sometimes Griselda can be a little too rough. Yeah, you know, especially if you you know listen to West Side Gun, this might be a little too rough with the beats. 
and all that. But um, he, uh, Bodie James is super smooth with great production. And, you know, you you can't go wrong with that, man. I always tell people real music is, is very much appreciated. You, you, you know, you can't go wrong with, you know, good music. It is, man. It, it, it ain't nothing you're going to play in front of hoes. Yeah. But it's definitely something, like, you could vibe to. It's cool. Like, it, it's really the roots of hip-hop, man. Like, fucking sampled soul songs over some hardcore rhymes, man. That's yeah. the root of the hip-hop that we all grew up loving. Yeah. You know, and I'm glad that Alchemist has really had, like, a second career in the last few years, man. I think he low-key has made some of the, the best work he's done has been in the past few years. Like his work with Currency, his work with Freddie Gibbs, his mm-hmm. work with Earl, like a lot of people he's been working with, he, he's really been putting his best foot forward in the last few yeah. years, man. And yep. it's kind of going underground, but maybe that's where it belongs. So yeah. luckily. He's making more of a name for himself, like post uh, Mob Deep and Prodigy. Yep. Because I always knew him as, you know, my, I always yep. connected him with Mob Deep. And now that's far gone. Now I, I I still go back and listen to Mob D, but that's far gone now, man. He he creating a whole new resume. <laughs> no, definitely. It's been good to see, man. It's good, been good to see. He's definitely been creeping up my uh favorite producers of all time list with this output lately. So yeah. Hope he keeps it coming, man. Excited for what he got cooking up next. I heard uh Earl Sweatshirt is going to be dropping something in January. So hopefully he has some production on that as well. Looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, but fuck it, man. We got, before we give y'all our year in lists, we got to catch y'all up on some topics first, man. A lot of shit been going on, man. A lot of shit has gone down. <laughs> we ain't going to stay on it too long because, you know, this is a lot of shit's kind of old news now. But we still want to give y'all our takes on some things that have happened. And we gonna start with one of the most recent ones, one of the bigger ones, the Larry Hoover Benefit concert <laughs> featuring Kanye West and special guest Drake. Um, so yes, we talked about in the last podcast how this is the suddenly came announced, you know, the video went viral with Kanye looking like a a, a, a hostage like somebody getting interrogated a hostage <laughs> like a ISIS video uh with Jay Prince and yeah they actually threw this together it seemed like it was last minute it was in Los Angeles a big extravagant stage that looked like the movie Dune there was all kinds of colors and smoke going on and it streamed on Amazon Prime I actually watched this live man I usually what? don't even give a shit about it. I watched this live yeah it was on Thursday night, and it was supposed to start at 10 o'clock our time, I think. Yeah. But it got pushed back like another hour. <laughs> so it started. It, it So I'm watching. I'm, I'm waiting. I'm doing other things. It didn't actually start until like 1130 <laughs> is when the actual. So it was delayed quite a bit. I don't know why, but it was delayed quite a bit. And uh, it starts off with the uh, Sunday service choir doing their medley. And I'm like, okay, I mean, this is cool, but I'm still a little worried about what's going on. And then uh, Kanye comes out. Kanye and Drake both walk down the Coliseum steps. Uh, 
<laughs> together. They seem all chummy and friendly. It's not like some fake shit they're doing for the cameras. It seems like they're actually really in a good space. And Kanye comes out to praise God with <laughs> Baby King. And it is a song where Kanye is just, it, it seemed a lot like those uh, listening sessions he did for Donda. Yeah. Where he just sits the there and lets the song play. Yeah. So now I'm really nervous. <laughs> I'm like, okay, what is, is this going to be like the Donda listening session all over again? Did we just, did I just waste my time staying up with this bullshit? <laughs> so that song ends and then Kanye says, let's take it back to day one. Then he performs Jesus Walks, and then he performs basically all of the hit songs from his catalog. He goes basically in chronological order. He starts off with uh, college dropout, goes on late registration, goes on to graduation, goes on to Eddie Ways and Heart. He hit everything <laughs> in this, and he was singing. He was rapping. He didn't have no vocal tracks behind him. He Man. was out there. Look, he was about to die. I thought he was getting exhausted out there, <laughs> but he performed live pretty much all of his hits. And I mean, all of them. <laughs> Drake did eventually come out. Drake did mainly songs from Certified Lover Boy, which is very controversial. Yeah. People were people wanted to hear the Drake hits, too. He did hit him with, uh, what did he play? He played forever. They played forever at the end, which is wow. a cool little touch. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Last name forever. First yes. name greatest. Like, <laughs> like a spring. A spring boy, I ain't nothing to play with. <laughs> the the punchline era of rap, I'm glad that shit died quick, man. That was awful. But uh, so, yes, uh, Drake mainly stuck, stuck to his... Uh, latest album but he did perform 20 one cool thing they did was uh drake uh kanye performed what was it what song do you do from drake uh uh find your love that's right yeah kanye did find your love and drake did 24 from donda mm. and drake's version of 24 was actually really good mm. You know, it act because it actually sounds like a Drake song if you really think about it. Mm. So I thought that was a cool touch. But yeah, so that was basically how the concert went. Kanye did all his hits. Drake did his certified lover boy hits, I guess if you want to call them that. <laughs> and they came back together at the end and did the song forever, which Kanye forgot the lyrics to, because number one, he probably didn't even write the words. Number two, he didn't <laughs> perform that shit in years. Yeah. Probably ever, maybe. He probably, yeah, I don't, um, yeah, maybe at a war show or something. Perform that song on stage with anybody. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so, Figgy, what were your thoughts uh, watching? Number one, did you watch this concert live? And if you didn't, what were your, when did you watch it and what were your thoughts so, about it? So, uh, when the concert happened, I was in New York. So I got back to the hotel kind of late and, um, I tuned in. I forgot about it. I'm like, oh shit, people talking. So I tuned in to them walking out together. And okay. it was the, um, praise God. Yeah. It was walking out to praise God. And I was like, God damn, this shit look amazing. Because I know people was complaining about the ticket prices. But I'm like, man, this might be worth it, man. If you was actually there in the building and it looked like that, like, like people don't realize, man, going to a concert, if you performing at like a stadium or something, 
you might see the damn court or football field. You know what I mean? They don't really put that much into it. That shit looked like a fucking movie. But, um, yeah, I saw some of it. Um, I'm going to go back and watch it in full. But, um, yeah, like you said, man, him performing some of the older songs, that's that's what I like. I, I was expecting him to perform a lot of shit from Donda. I thought it was going to be the Donda versus uh, Certified Lover Boy show. But um, him doing that, man, I feel like I feel like we haven't had a Kanye show like that in a long time. And I think it I think it's about time that he did, you know, do something like that where he, you know, he dig in the crate and go back to the first album and, you know, kind of work his way up, man. Just to see the progression, you know, he had in the, over the uh, over the past couple of years. But the one thing I was a little surprised about, man, um, I was really shocked that Drake didn't really dig into his bag a little more. And uh, a lot of people, you know, how the Internet do, they start putting them two against each other. Like, oh, yeah, like, see, uh, this is this is a versus. They pretty much made that the unofficial versus and was saying, damn, uh, Kanye cleaning up Drake <laughs> right now, which I thought it wasn't really fair because he, you know. Drake could have, Drake definitely could have held his own with all the shit he got over the past years, but um, I was just shocked that Drake didn't really get into his bag like that, man. He could have, you know, he could have played a lot more shit, and you know, he just stuck the certified lover boy, man. He could have played a couple songs off of there. I I get it, but I would have thought he would have took it to the beginning. <laughs> And um, that was that was the only uh, disappointing part. But, you know, I'm not I, I can't lie and sit here saying I was wishing Drake played the you know best I ever had and all, name all of the other songs. I was good with the Kanye part, man. I, I, I thought it was good. It was good to see them two together. I, I, I still think it's weird that they were doing that. That was you know, the purpose of the concert. <laughs> It seemed like they never. I, I feel like they never brung up Larry Hoover at all. Oh no! So I I totally forgot why they was having this they concert. Just had clothes that said, "Well, For, yeah. Kanye had clothes that said Free Larry Hoover, and Drake had a jacket on that said Free Mandem." <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was pretty funny. He didn't really want to associate his brand with the, the Free Larry Hoover, I guess. But which is smart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um. Yeah, I, but overall, man, it was. I think that was a good way to kind of end the year too, you know, because we, we see how messy that little beef got, and you know, I don't want to call it a, a a hardcore beef, but it did get super messy, and uh, it was good to end the year with a concert like that, where they both was on stage together. They both, you know, you see, they both kind of cool now, so. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed that. I'm gonna go back and watch some more of it, but um, I, I was cool with that, man. Yeah, man, I agree, and I was not expecting much, but I watched the concert when Drake, when Kanye was going through his hits. Like, I just had a big smile on my face throughout <laughs> the whole thing, man, because it was so many good, great songs. Like he, he, low key, I mean high key at this point, might have the goat catalog on all the hip hop, man. I'm not saying he's the best rapper. I'm not saying he's the best producer, but we talk about his catalog, like yeah. his, his, the songs, like 
they've defined generations at this point, man. Mm-hmm. And he has so many of them. And he, you could tell he enjoyed. That's why I said uh, when we were talking about Kanye doing the verses, and I was adamant that he knows what his hits are and he will play them. And you were more on the side of he's going to do more Donda stuff and all the Jesus stuff. Like Kanye is hip hop. Like he's a hip hop ass nigga at heart. Like (laughs) I know he showed that he was trying to censor himself from, (laughs) you know, a lot of stuff he was saying in his earlier songs, but he couldn't help it. Yeah. He had to get it off. Like he, in his heart, no matter what spiritual changes he goes through, he's a hip hop head at heart. You know, he is of the soil. Like he is made of this man. So, and you could see that shine. You could see he really enjoyed performing those songs, man. You could, you could see he really got into it. He fed out the crowd energy. They loved it too. They knew all the words. They didn't know many of Drake's songs at all, but they, they knew all of his shit. You could tell he loved performing, man. And I love seeing that from an artist who really cares about their performance, man. So yeah, it was great to see that. There are a few, I guess, rumors about what happened with Drake. You know, <laughs> I've heard it be speculated that Drake maybe didn't want to play some of his earlier songs since those were under cash money. And maybe he didn't mm. want to have Birdman and cash money get checks off of songs he was doing, mm. you know, because it was a streaming event. So if he plays those, I guess they would be entitled to royalties. Maybe he didn't want to do that. I don't know. Uh, there are also rumors that uh, Drake didn't know Kanye was going to go through his greatest hits and he just thought <laughs> it was going to be some Donda songs and then CLB and he flipped the switch at the last minute. I don't believe that. I think they had a whole rehearsal and everything. You could yeah. tell during the show that Drake loved you know, the Kanye catalog. You could yeah. tell he wasn't surprised that these songs were yeah. being played. I, yeah, to, to me, I felt like Drake was kind of, I think he took a step back. Because he could have performed all the other songs. I think he did, I don't think he wanted to make it like a versus or my shit better than your shit type thing. I think he was actually giving Kanye his props. He he kind of took a step back and he, you know, enjoyed his history, man. I, I think he was really giving them credit. I think so. And I also kind of feel like Drake is an artist who always thinks his newest shit is his hottest shit. You know, mm-hmm. I think he's kind of like Prince in a way. I'm not saying he is Prince or even close to the art artistry of Prince. You talk about as far as saying, I make yeah. better shit than I did back then. Exactly. Because if you went to a Prince show in the years before he died, you weren't going to hear anything off Purple Rain. <laughs> like he was not going to play Raspberry Beret. He was not going to play any of those songs from the 80s or 90s, man. He was going to play all his new shit. You just had to accept it. Yeah, it's kind of like a Lauryn Hill. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Drake thinks the same way. I think, you know, he does. He did play God's plan, but he also talked about in that uh, interview with the shop with LeBron. He mentioned how, you know, if he still has to close with God's plan, then his last album was a failure. This is during Scorpion. Mm. And he said, if he has to close his tour out with God's plan, that means his album was a failure. So he's always trying to top himself. So I think Drake, in his mind, probably thinks CLB might be his best work. Mm. I don't see how he can think that, but he looks at yeah. the numbers. I mean, it's done very well this yeah. year. I'm probably ca- number one selling rap album. I'm. Ca- it's funny you said that because I, because recently, I don't know if you've seen this, but recently he withdrew his Grammy nomination for 
I did notice that. Yeah, that was a little eye raiser to me because I, I wonder if he did that because he knew he wasn't gonna win, because it's, he got he got some competition in this one. I think I want to say Don is Donda nominated. I think Donda might be yeah. nominated. But he, he got some tough dogs in this one. Tyler, Donda. So I wonder if he was just being a, a smart man and not didn't want to lose. So he decided to do it, or he really didn't care about the album anyway. So he's just saying, fuck this. I don't, you know. It's actually a fair point. I have two conspiracy theories. <laughs> well, number one is more, more likely, I think, Drake just don't fuck with the Grammys. Mm. You know, he hasn't. I think the beef started at least to where I was aware. The beef goes back to uh, Hotline Bling being only nominated as a rap song, even though it really wasn't, it wasn't a, rap a rap song. song. Yeah. You know, and if you think of like if Justin Timberlake made Hotline Bling, would that have been in the rap category or would that be under pop and R&B? Mm-hmm. So he his beef stems from that. And it's gone on, like, even when he got his, his, the Grammy, I think it was last year, the year before, I think two years ago, he got uh, some kind of Grammy for Scorpion. And he basically, you didn't give a fuck. He got up there and said, hey, this doesn't matter. You know, yeah. if you like Travis Scott, you the highest in your city. If you, you know, doing all this stuff, then these awards don't matter. And so I really don't think he gives a fuck about Grammys anymore. You know, I think his... I think his success for him is okay. I have more records sold than Michael Jackson in the Beatles. And yeah. I, I'm going to be the top streaming artist of all time. Probably like, I think his, his goals are there. I don't think yeah. he cares about Grammys. He got the anymore. Grammys and shit already. Yes. Yeah. And the least likely, but still possible is that he didn't want to do a Jay Z. Oh, for eight, four forty four type embarrassment yeah. if he lost every single category. Yeah. So that's possible too. Mm. Maybe it's a mix of the two. I don't know. But I just feel like mainly Dre just don't fuck with the Grammys and he mm. just didn't want to be a part of it this year. So That makes sense. We have to keep an eye on that too. If he yeah. ever going to um, um, I guess if, if he going to keep doing this whenever he drop a project or something. It's, we'll see. It's interesting. Um, maybe he thinks this is charity by him. <laughs> hey, I'm letting these guys win. See, that's actually a good point, too. Yeah. Instead of losing, he can say, hey, I let y'all win by yeah. taking my so, nominations so, away. So now I'm helping my little brothers out. Yeah. So now it's going to be a thing if somebody, if, let's say Kanye win, it's yep. going to always be that conversation. Oh, that's because Drake took his out. Or when yeah. if Drake would have kept his in, he probably would have won. It, it's going to always be that conversation. The com- yeah. the conversation when Jordan retired. Yeah. And, oh, you, you know, the Rockets. Yep. yep. So it's, it's going to be similar to that. Yeah, I, I agree. That could be part of it, too. I don't know. There's <laughs> many, many different possibilities as to why he did that. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, ultimately, the concert was cool, man. If you haven't watched it and you're a fan of either of their music, I would recommend y'all check it out. It was actually a great show. I really enjoyed it. It would have been cool to be there, too, just because yeah. the energy was crazy. But, yeah, um, people, some people got mad that we even made it a versus. But I'm like, they, they've been competing 
for this entire year yeah. beefing with each other. And now we're just supposed to forget all that and act yeah. like it's kumbaya. No, man. Yeah. They knew he was going to compare them. So whatever. Yeah. I don't have time for that. Yeah. It's it's a com- it's always a competition, even when it's not supposed to be. Yes. Like, so, yeah. I, but I, I do think Drake did the right thing and just kind of, I, I feel like he really took a step back and let Kanye have his shine. Yeah. Because it was it was really neat because you know we know we know what Kanye West been through, you know since what I don't know when since twenty sixteen, I, I just started there at twenty sixteen. Mm-hmm. We know all this all the shit he been doing, you know, and then up to recently, you know, with his marriage. We we forget how great Kanye West was. I know that sound crazy. It sound like a straw man argument, but. We forget how great he was until he started performing his old shit and working his way up. Because the first thing you say something about Kanye, oh, I'm done with him. His music ain't all that. You know, it's just immediate criticism. But it's good to, you know, for him to perform his shit. You know, how how it started and where is that now? Because we we sometimes we Sometimes people say stupid shit that make you forget all the great things they did. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you just need to snap back to reality like, damn, he he was amazing, man. <laughs> like the shit he came up with. And this was back in 2004, 2005. And he did this. So it's, it's, it's a good wake up call. Definitely. And it's good to have this beef finally over with, man, I have to say. Because you could tell, like... No matter what they be saying, like they love each other, man. They love their music. Kanye was on Drake Champs talking about how he loves Drake's music. And you could tell Drake, you know, Drake came up on Kanye, you know. So, you know, like Kanye, Drake came out when Kanye performed Can't Tell Me Nothing. And Drake was getting super hyped, man. You could tell he just he loves Kanye's music, man. It influenced him a lot, I think, too. So, yeah, it's good that these two giants can just put the beef to bed, man, and finally just appreciate each other, maybe work together at, at some point in the future. Yeah. Um, and the last noteworthy thing that happened in the, in the uh, concert was that Kanye had a little shout out for Kim Kardashian at the end of Runaway, <laughs> as, begging her to come back. And the next day she filed paperwork to be legally single. <laughs> so, yeah, that, yeah. That, that didn't work out too good. But besides that, yeah, it was a uh, a good, good showing from both of them. So, like I said, if you haven't seen it yet, check it out. I'm sure it's still up on Amazon. So, make sure y'all check that out. Good concert. Good. If you love hip-hop, period, I recommend y'all watch that. Yeah. Uh, now, Tom, uh, some other drama popped off. <laughs> Got to talk about your boys, man. <laughs> uh, the boys from Cleveland. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, did the verses. We got we to gotta break this down a little bit, man. Uh, the verses between... Three Six Mafia and Bone Thugs and Harmony. Now, this is a few weeks ago now, so we ain't going to recap it too much. Y'all yeah. seen what happened. There was a little scuffle. Who, who did I say would win that? Did I pick Three Six? I can't even remember. I, yeah, I think I might have picked Three Six, to be honest. But um, I can't even remember. But I, yeah. I, I want to know who you thought won, because I can't even pick a winner for this one. Like, I really can't. Yeah. But, uh... So the 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 uh, the verses did happen. There was some drama. There was a at the beginning it started off as it, it got very <laughs> dicey. You know, uh, Gangsta Boo was instigating quite a bit. 
I have to say. <laughs> Nobody talking um, about that either. Yeah, it's just no, Busy Bone low, is just the number is the number yes. one enemy in this whole thing. Gang Sabu is low key instigated the entire thing by herself. <laughs> she was talking a lot of shit, calling him some R and B niggas. Like, is this a rap versus or a singing versus? Yeah, talking shit, and it really popped off when they performed Buddha Lovers after <laughs> uh, Three Six did sipping on some syrup. Yeah, and I guess during that song they started you know, kind of dancing. Yeah, they were dancing and mocking. Slow them. dancing. Yeah, Busy got upset. Said y'all ugly motherfuckers ain't gonna be mocking me yeah. on my songs. I think Juicy J said suck my dick. Yeah, and uh, Busy Bone threw the mic at him, <laughs> and then both groups just kind of collided on each other. Yeah, no, nobody actually got hurt. It wasn't. Nah, it was fight. just was a little just scuffle. An yeah. NBA fight. I'll put it yeah. like that. Yeah, a fight where nobody wanted to fight, but yeah. they had to act like they were I going was, to. I was actually shocked that um, Juicy J he he actually stepped up to him. He actually ran yeah. over there quick. Busy Bone ran. I have to say, yeah, Busy Bone went right to the back. Yeah, <laughs> like come on, man. But uh, Busy Bone did explain after the verse. He did a, a live on YouTube, basically just said that you know the suck my dick thing was going too far. And he didn't think what he said was that bad, but I'll leave anybody. That, that's whatever. That's the whole thing. Yeah, that's yeah. what's fighting words and what's not. Yeah, the, yeah. And plus, I think honestly, I don't. I don't think Juicy J thought it was going to get that real like that. Mm-hmm. Because you know, mind you, versus. I think they kind of coach him up. They try to coach him up a little bit to talk a little smack because yeah. they kind of make it fun. I think that. Um, the verses where um, it was a lot of smack talking. I forgot which one really started it, but that kind of made the verses a little fun. Like, oh, that song was cute, but no, this is real. So, you know, I think they were trying to do that. And um, I don't think he realized Busy Bone was really serious. And, you know, inviting the man to your private parts, man. Mm-hmm. Look, I, I say that always expect the fight if you if you invite the man to your private parts. Yeah. So, um, yeah, man, I think, like I said, they, they don't really know each other like that. Busy Bones, it seemed like he had more of a serious guy. I don't think he'd be joking around too much like that. So I think I think my man took it a little serious, man. I don't think I don't think people in Cleveland joke around <laughs> with the whole suck my dick type shit. New York, that's like a fucking normal word for oh, them. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know how they do it in Memphis. But you know, uh, New Yorker, they say suck my dick, and you know, what's up, my nigga, suck my dick. What's how you doing, man? They they say it normal, but some people just don't play that at all. That's how I got it. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's a hundred percent. And like you know, Bone Thugs are really they really came from the hood, uh, like they really came from the street. Yeah. Uh, with with I think three six, I think they were more of a performance. Like I'm not saying they didn't come from some hard situation, but. I mean, they they done changed their image so many times that yeah. it's kind of like, okay, who are y'all really? Y'all, y'all make hype songs, but you know, yeah. Bone Thugs are really about that life when they were getting signed by Easy E back yeah. in the day. So, I mean, that shit just happens, man. But overall, it was a good. I mean, I mean there were a lot of guests that came out. Houston was in the building. Yeah, Lil man, came out yeah. to do ride millionaires. Yes, chameleon. They got chameleon I, I was shocked, retirement. man. I was so I shocked. I was too. I was too. Like, <laughs> I knew he lived in LA. It was held in LA, by the way. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I was shocked that chameleon came through. That was crazy to me. And he, he 
he loved doing that song too. He was super hyped. Yeah. So that was good to see, man. It was good to see Chameleon there actually rapping again. Yeah. And that warmed my heart. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who else came out? Lil Wayne, who which I was shocked. I was shocked that Lil, Lil Wayne, Wayne man. Through. That I might think, have been the biggest surprise. Yeah, me. I was more shocked Lil Wayne coming out than Chameleon there. Chameleon, yeah, I'm like, no. okay, okay. I'm like, that was shocked, but I'm okay. When he played Bands and Maker Dance, I'm like, never is Lil Wayne coming out here, man. Fan. I got two chains, maybe. Yeah, I, I, I kind of figured. I did not think Lil Wayne was going to come out. Dude, at that point, I'm like, who? I was glued at that point. I'm like, who the, yes. who the fuck else coming out here, man? And then, and then Juicy J played that Katy Perry song. I'm like, if Katy Perry walked yeah, out on this fucking was- stage, man, <laughs> I'm cutting the TV off. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> she um, didn't. But <laughs> no, yeah, she did. Thank God, Brian Carey didn't come out for uh, yeah, for yeah. That would that would have been too. I'm wild. sure they tried, but yeah, yeah. No, nah, I'm sure Mariah Carey didn't even pick up the phone. <laughs> like, she like on, who man. Bone Thugs and who who the fuck is that? <laughs> she don't even remember. <laughs> I was high when I, I have a that song movie. with you guys. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. <laughs> Uh, who else? Wiz Khalifa came out as well. So yeah, it was a star set of probably the most guest packed. Lil John, Lil John came out too. Yeah, that was crazy. Project Pat came out of course. Duke Deuce, Duke Deuce came out as well. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of guests that came through, man. Yeah. Um, and I will say the L.A. crowd was definitely pro Bone Thugs. Uh, yeah, they did not get any favors by doing it in L.A. for three six. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, that the crowd was dead for them, I have to say. Yeah, but you know, they, and it's funny because they live out there now. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I, they don't, they don't have the love like that. They, you know how many Mexicans live in L.A.? Like mm-hmm. it was gonna be a bone thug show. Yeah, no matter what. Yeah, but uh, now that the table's been laid out and y'all got a little refresher, figure I gotta know your take on it, man. <laughs> how do you think your boys from Cleveland did that they represent as they should have the, the three six taken? How do you think I- it went down, man? Uh, I I gotta be honest with you, man. So Bone, the way Bone started the show, I was a little surprised because in early in the early in the versus stages, you know, of course we used to start. They used to start the show with the you know little album cuts and kind of work up to the big cuts, and then as verses went on, you notice uh, artists start playing some of their bigger songs early. Where it's like, oh shit, he's starting with this. Oh shit, it was kind of like that. But Bone didn't do that. They they had the old school mentality. They was playing a lot of album cuts, man. And I think a lot of people. Uh, I'm and when I mean people, I mean people on the internet. They really wasn't familiar with these album cuts. They was playing. They was playing stuff from um that Art of War album. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, damn, it was only three members of Bone on this album. <laughs> it wasn't even the whole group on this one. They was playing, you know, a lot of shit that you know I wasn't even familiar with. So I'm like, damn, man. And me being a three sis mafia fan, I'm like, damn, they playing sipping on some scissor. They playing all type of shit. And I'm like, man, they I'm like, at this point, man, play fucking <laughs> thuggish ruggish bone or something, man. Like play something. Because um, just three six, I, was, I think I might have said this before. Um, three six mafia, they got a really good album cut um, list. Like a lot of they shit, they missed out on a lot of shit, man. I, I was kind of disappointed they didn't play, but um, I knew they were going to do their thing with that. 
But um, Bone, I, I feel like Bone didn't get cooking until like the ninth or tenth song. And at that point, it's like, all right, cool. Now you start getting the, you know, the thuggish, ruggish Bone, the notorious thugs, um, the, the song with Tupac. Then it started going then. But um, I, I, I was kind of disappointed at how they started. But I, but any way you could have worked that, I think they eventually would have had to play those songs. So they probably would have lost some of the rounds anyway. But it just looked bad from, you know, just looking on the Internet from an Internet point of view that they starting the verses off, you know, and people were saying, damn, they down 9-0. <laughs> they, they down, or they down 0-9 in this. It's like, man, like this, you know, I, I feel like you really got to be a really good Bone fan to to appreciate what they was doing. And even, you know, even listening to all of their shit and 3-6, it, it kind of show you how different these groups were. Because they had a lot of slow weed smoking type songs. And 3-6 was like a, you know, there was more hype, fuck a nigga up in the club hype type songs. So to the average eye, you you would look at three sits like man, they killing them. But I, I wonder if Bone probably would have been better off doing the show with somebody else against somebody else that was kind of on that same type of level. If that if that if that makes sense, because it's you know the crowd the crowd was fucking with Bone because you know it's that Easy E connection and you know all of that. But um. It's, it it, it kind of did seem a little bit R&B-ish <laughs> because, like I said, three sets, they had played Chicken Head and then um, it get back to Bone and there's like a slow weed song. And, you know, to the average eyes, like, uh, like, nah. <laughs> you know, versus is different. You got to kind of, you know, carry the crowd. You got to be hyped a little bit. You got to have the mic presence. And um, that's the that's the only problem I had with it. But a lot of people were saying they got killed and all this other shit. I disagree with that one hundred percent, man. I think I think their songs towards the end really, you know, I think it took it up a notch. And where I think Three Six Mafia dropped the ball because I think Three Six could have could have um, you know put the dagger in them like that. But I think they dropped the ball by playing a lot of new Juicy J shit. Like even though you know bands that make her dance, you know that made sense because you had Lil Wayne and two two chains there, but they played a lot of new Juicy J shit. Where I'm just like, eh, like nah, they could have played some more. They honestly could have played a lot more Project Pat. They could have had him out there for at least two or three songs from that um, Mr. Don't Play album, and I I, I just think they kind of dropped the ball a little bit on that. But overall, man. I I think I think um I I like three sits mafia man I I know I'm a Cleveland nigga but I I always like three sits mafia but uh so I think Bone I I would say Bone probably didn't win that one because of the choice songs and they forgot first of the month man they ain't played first yeah, of the month that was crazy yeah it's just like damn y'all could at least start at the uh, the show with that mm. but um. Yeah, just little stuff like that is the reason I think they, you know, they took a L. But it wasn't a bad, it wasn't a dipset L. <laughs> no, it wasn't no. a dipset. I don't L. know if we'll ever see that. 
I know, I know. Somebody tried to say, somebody tried to say it was close to it. I'm like, eh, I don't think so. It wasn't even close. Yeah, man. because it, the w- fact that we're even debating who won or lost means it yes, wasn't close. Yes, yes, and and even with Bone, you gotta give it to them. They was performing. You might not care for the songs. They were rapping their asses off, man. They, it was some terrible mics, and, and the sound system was kind of fucked up. But they was they was still rapping their shit. They knew they shit. It, it, I ain't get the feeling that they didn't. They, they haven't seen each other in years, and this is the first time they was on the stage. So they were they were good on that part, but I just think the choices uh, and the placements of the songs kind of fucked them up a little bit. Yeah, um, I agree for the most part. I did think the way uh, Bone Thugs opened was actually pretty dope. Because when I saw 3-6 play, I think the first song they played was Who Run It? Yeah. Which is one of the hardest 3-6 songs. Yeah. And, and then Bone Thugs came with No Surrender, which is an album cut that wasn't a single, but that's also one of Bone Thugs' hardest songs, man. Like, mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of that whole debut album. And the mm-hmm. fact that they came out with that song is crazy, man. Like, that song is super hard. And I thought it was actually a good answer to Who Run It? to go with the hard-ass album cut from their first album. So I'm like, okay. Uh, the rest after that, I do think the Buddha Lovers thing did kind of slow things down and kind of fuck shit up. But you <laughs> did bring up a good point because that's how people talk about that too, that maybe Bone Thug should have went against somebody else. But that kind of speaks to how revolutionary Bone Thugs was because – who else could you put against them exactly. where it would be even? Because they yeah. have the three, three, six and bone thugs were very similar when they started out Yeah, to the point where three, six thought that bone thugs was biting them. Yeah. You know, they had beef back in the day mm-hmm. and they branched out to do more R and B centric songs. But I mean, now it's just what they, they harmonize. Yeah. Exactly. Bone thugs and bone harmony. Thugs and harmony. Yeah. So who else could you put against bone thugs besides maybe like a Drake? who's not going to do it against Bone Thugs. Yeah. But who else could you do to have those hard and R&B-centric songs? Like, nobody is going to be even against Bone Thugs. Yeah. That's how revolutionary they were, man. You would have to go to, like, a Kanye West or a Drake. Yeah. Or, in a way, Children or with Khalifa. Yeah, I I was thinking more of um, maybe they, they actually have to have a theme for this verse, like a weed thing, a 420 or something like that. Even though th- yeah. I think they did that already with um, Met the Man and Red Man. Yeah. But it would it would have to be something like a, a uh, because they they were like one of the original weed smoker, you know, groups or uh, oh, rappers. So it would have to be like a 420 theme with bone and, and they, they have a lot of thugged out songs too man. i know so that's exactly crazy yeah that's that. i know yeah <laughs> if it was like them versus met the man red man i think they both got some hard songs and you know we type of songs but yeah. it's still kind of different though man because met the man red man not really singing or harmonizing mm-hmm. so i don't know they, they they one of those groups you can't really put in the category Exactly. It would it would be difficult to have anybody uh, against them and it sound right or fair. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. Um, 
and yeah, some things annoyed me during the verses. Number one, the sound mixing was awful. It was terrible. You know, I'm starting to get used to this for the verses just because I, I, I have to accept that this is never going to sound great. But I felt like with one of this magnitude, with the guests they brought in, it should have sounded better like, than this. Like, why is Project Pat Mike not on? Everybody's mic was off. Yeah. It sounded like <laughs> I only heard, I could hear lazy. I heard busy. I heard most of three six, but I couldn't hear crazy at all for the entire show. Yeah. Like whenever he's rapped, they had the vocal tracks playing, of course, but I couldn't hear crazy. I could barely hear a wish. They brought out uh, Shatasha or Natasha. Yeah. Whatever her mic her wasn't Thugger on. Bone. Yeah. And she tried to sing and her mic was off. Like I couldn't <laughs> hear shit. I'm like, and everybody's like, Ooh, she still sound good. I'm like, Oh, I couldn't tell. Cause her <laughs> mic was off. Like the mixing was so bad. There were so many bad moments. There was a part, I think where somebody played the wrong song. Like it was just a fucking mess, man. Yeah. And I know they probably don't have time to rehearse a lot of this shit. But they announced this so so far ahead of time. I think this was announced like a whole month before it even happened. Yeah. So for them to be this unprepared for the show, for shows to still start late, for it's just annoying, man. Yeah. I'm getting sick of the low production value of this shit. Um, a quick thought I did have on the fight because of. you know this is one of those verses where it was clear that the groups really didn't fuck with each other. Yeah. to that level at all and i had nothing against the fight or a problem with it but i do feel like if you're gonna go for what the locks and dip set did you have to have somebody mediate and diffuse it and, th- and that's if you peep the verse between the locks and dip set jada kiss was an expert at knowing when shit was getting too hot yeah you would calm everybody down yeah mm-hmm. you know he he would go over he would you know increase it and start talking his shit and say what he had to say. But then he could tell like when, uh, Duels had his hat slapped off. Yeah. He knew shit was getting too hot. He had to calm it down. He was like, okay, you can, you can step on my hat. I don't care. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. he, you have to have somebody there yeah. to diffuse it when it's getting hot. And yeah. they didn't have anybody. I guess the leader of Bone Thugs that night was lazy. La- yeah. Lazy was actually, he actually did a good job emceeing. As far he as did. He did. you know, because but he, he should have been the one to kind of diffuse it more, and he really didn't. Yeah, so that was, that was an issue there. Yeah, um, busy left after the fight, and I was worried he wasn't gonna come back. Yeah, I but thought luckily the, I thought it was about back. to be over, man. Yeah. I thought the verse was about to be canceled. Yeah, yeah they they couldn't have done that. Yeah, the people who came there and the guests who were still there who hadn't even performed. Yeah. Uh, it did boost their views, though. I heard it went like up a hundred, a couple of hundred thousand after that. So Damn. <laughs> I guess it worked out in the end for them. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the the audio issues are getting on my nerves. Um, other thoughts I had about it, I can't even say who won, man. That's the thing because yeah. three six, they you could say they had the better playlist, but there were certain songs that three six had no answer for, mm-hmm. you know. Thug Love, yeah. uh, Notorious Thugs. Once they got into that bag, yeah, that's when it I was think the, rough. that's when I think the score really evened up a little bit. I still, yes. I still got. I mean, I think, like I said, three cents really dropped the ball by playing some new Juicy J. 
Like, like they could have they could have dug deep into that. Um, I think that album called "When the Smoke Clears," that that three six that uh, three six mafia album. They could have dug deep into that shit, yes. man. They could have they could have played some shit off of choices. They they could have played. Uh, the, well, they had two way freak. They had yes. tongue. Ring. They could have dug into this shit, man. They had a weed song. I surprised they ain't play their weed song. Yeah, uh, I'm so high. R. Yeah, R. Lord Infamous. Yeah, or I'm so high. They could have. Like they ain't even dig into that shit, man. I'm like, why is Juicy J playing his shit, man? And then, what, they, why do you play the Katy Perry shit, man? They should. Yeah, I was gonna say they should not have played that. Yeah, that would be a mistake. Unless he, unless she was actually there. Yes, she she wasn't there. Like, why is you playing that shit, man? That, you already know. You know, even they thought it was a bad idea because he had to preface it by saying it's for the ladies. Now it's for yeah. the ladies, and y'all. Then, I think it's, he, this sold a whole lot. It, he, it went platinum. Yeah, yeah this is a platinum record, y'all. Yeah, it's just like, oh come on, man. They had so much other classic shit. They could have went back to Project Pat, man. Like yes. Project Pat, I think Project Pat was the best out of all of them on that stage. I think his, I think his, uh, I think he probably had the best album out of all of them. And you only play Chicken Head. <laughs> it's just like, damn, man. I, I think they could have, it could have went way better for them. But and by the time Bone got to their shit, I'm like, oh, that's it now. <laughs> yeah, they were getting packed up. I mean, Bone has some questionable choices. I didn't like them playing that fucking bump in the trunk song i don't think they should have played any songs from the swiss beats era oh yeah when they were fucking with swiss beats the the resurrection song okay that wasn't the swiss beats era that was okay but the bump in the trunk that bullshit that could have stayed yeah first of the month could have went there easily yeah you know nobody remembers that fucking bump in the trunk song man there's no way they shouldn't have played uh first of the month man yeah, and then when Wishbone said, "Okay, we gonna take y'all to the B sides," you know, I don't know yeah. if y'all heard of this, and they played "Days of Our Lives," <laughs> which is one of the biggest Bone Thug songs. It was on a movie soundtrack. He was acting like this some kind of hidden gem. Yeah, that was an album cut. Like, God, that was a lead single for y'all. I know it wasn't on an album technically. That was a big hit for y'all. It might be an album cut rating. for them compared to the, or to them. He said, we're going to take it to the B-sides and play Days of Our Lives. I'm like, okay, man, we've all heard this song, but all right. So, yeah, they all have some questionable-ass choices, man. Yeah. But uh, ultimately, I thought it was okay. It could have been a lot better. Yeah. Um, But it it was cool for what it was. It was cool to have the guests come out. I'm just, I'll be honest, man, I'm getting sick of this versus format. The 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 uh, vocal tracks being behind, like it being a half performance, yeah. half not starting late. Shit starting late. It being on random days of the week. Yeah, like I'm getting tired of all this shit, man. I, I if versus ends next year, I I will be okay with it. Yeah, me too. You know? What I mean, what else can we get at this point? And Unless then, somebody and, big is gonna do it. Somebody yeah. said, oh, was it L.A. Reid said he wanted to see. Beyonce and Mariah Carey. That's not happening, man. Now, Mariah, Mar- Carey, Mar- I, think, I think Mariah would do it for the right price. Beyonce is Beyonce is not, not going to do no verses. No, dude. The only time yeah. Beyonce would do a verse is if if she's going against Sasha Fierce, her alter yes. eagle. It got to be just the Beyonce show, man. She ain't There's going no against. Way. She's yeah. not going back and forth with another artist. 
don't, and Beyonce don't shows so crazy. are way bigger. That would have to be a fucking arena, man. Duh. Who wouldn't be on no stage? Duh. You know New how York crazy that sound? Beyonce yes. versus somebody else on the same stage? <laughs> <laughs> Going song for song? That is that is nuts, man. And you know, I'm I mean, I ain't I'm not the diehard beehive person. But nah, she look, man, Beyonce deserved her own show at that point. I think Mariah Carey versus Janet Jackson would be really good. Um, I mean, they're both, you know, older. They probably yeah. still think they're Beyonce, but I mean, they're, they're around not. the same time too. But yeah, they definitely are, and they definitely have hits that can go back and forth with each other. Mm-hmm. So I think that would be a good versus to have. I don't know if it would ever happen, but Mariah Carey and Beyonce is never going to happen. Yeah, that's Stop. even ridiculous. LA smoking crack with that one. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's there a, is a rumor that the next verses might be Lil Wayne and T.I. Uh, what do you think about that? You know how I feel about T.I. Yeah. You know, I think he's going to get packed up. Yeah. But what do you think? Uh, yeah, I don't know about that one, man. Lil Wayne, I, we need to put a little more respect on Lil Wayne. Like I, you know, I don't hate Ti at all. I I like some of T, I like some of Ti music, probably way more than you do. But um, Lil Wayne deserves way more respect, man. Lil Wayne is literally people look at him as like the the Jay Z of the South, of the uh, of New Orleans. Like that's how high regard people look at Lil Wayne. I don't know if people look at Ti like that. <laughs> Pharrell does because that's what he said when on Ti first came out. He said he, he said T.I. is the Jay-Z of the South. <laughs> and that's when I knew Pharrell was losing his mind. Yeah, I don't know about that one. I love Pharrell, too. But, nah, Lil Wayne deserves something else. Nah, Lil Wayne deserves, he deserves somebody else, man. And I don't even know who. He He's probably in that category where, you know, you can't really match up with him like that. It would have to be another for sure legend. Mm-hmm. And it probably won't even make sense to be honest. I don't know. I don't know if a um, yeah, I, it don't even make sense, man. I, I'm trying to think because I'm, I'm trying to think. Of, I ain't even trying to compare these two. I'm just trying to think of who you know who's up there with Lil Wayne that he can yeah, actually be somebody go on Drake's level, basically, man. Yeah, that's, that's point. What I'm about to say Eminem won't make sense as far as yeah. the music. But they're both are, you know, huge. They, they were huge at some point. <laughs> and it would have to be something like that where you just throw out the, you know, I guess the styles of the music and just let them just go back and forth. Oh, shit, man. Honestly, I would throw Jay-Z in there. I know that won't make sense for yeah. us. But I think it's fair for, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think it's a reach. I think I think he got the pelts on the wall where he could go against somebody like a Jay Z and Jay Z respect him, mm-hmm. so I, I wouldn't be mad at that. I, I know that ain't gonna happen, but yeah, not Ti. Nah, man, Ti, that's a little disrespectful, man. He it is. Ti was just trying to get something with Fifty, and Fifty yeah. Fifty wouldn't even do that. So nah, that, that's a little. I will say, I mean, if Ti and Lil Wayne did a versus, it would be a very buddy buddy versus. It wouldn't be no competition between them at all because I'm sure they're friends in real life. Yeah, and you know how Ti is because it would, it would be uh, they they would 
make sure to hammer the fact that it's a celebration yeah. and not a competition. I, I wouldn't even want to see that, to be honest, because how much how much Tiago gonna irritate you on the microphone? No, I'll, just I'll talking it between the songs and trying to use all these big ass words. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even want to see. It. I think Ti need to be in the verses against. Shit, I don't, I don't know, man. Chingy. Chingy. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> but Kim Fo, Kia Sean, maybe. I don't know, man. Mims would Mims. be a good <laughs> Shit, honestly, uh, man, he, like, he probably need to do a versus with like a little flip or something, man. <laughs> Yeah, that'll be funny. <laughs> yeah. That'll be hilarious, actually. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, Lil Wayne deserve a little more respect than T.I. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, <laughs> but we'll see what happens next, man. Like I said, I'm the versus concept has gotten old to me, especially after watching the Kanye and Drake show. Yeah. Like going back to watch that Bone Thugs and Three Six Versus just leaves a bad taste in your mouth, man. Yeah. The way it was handled and done, it was just. Yeah. What, what's, so. your, what's your thoughts on back to that verse? What's, what's your thoughts on Terrence Howard coming out? They bring out. Oh, that Terrence was hilarious! I forgot all about that. That was hilarious. <laughs> that was hilarious. That was maybe the most. That was definitely the most random. Yeah, at that point, I'm that like, night. what the fuck? I'm like, throw, yeah. just rip the scoreboard up at this point. They that was that was just that was hilarious, <laughs> man. Like I really couldn't believe. Terrence Howard came out for that verses. Yeah, and he still remembers the words the, to that song. Yeah, the funny part, the the part that made that so like ironic was Terrence Howard is from Cleveland, <laughs> and oh wow, and, 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 and Three Six Mafia brung him out. <laughs> so that was like, I'm getting your boy <laughs> to perform our shit. Yeah, so that was the, that, think- that was the funny part. Yeah, I think Lazy mentioned that Wiz Khalifa has Bone Thugs logo tattooed on him. Yeah, like, I, I heard Wiz, that. I, Wiz is more Wiz is more of a Bone Thugs child than he is a three six child. Yeah. So him, I know he has songs with Juicy J, but him even coming that, out that that song was that song was kind of off. I I never did like that song. Yeah. Uh, so I was just that was one of the songs. I'm like, why? Ain't? I mean, I get why they performed it because Wiz was on it. But it's like, man, like, man, that song wasn't even all that, man. <laughs> yeah. What song was it again? Oh, it was Air. Yeah. What the? They played Every Day. I Dude. forgot. Yeah, that song was. was Tor- mid, I'm telling you, towards the end, man, that's. Yeah. I told you, man, Three Sis dropped the ball, man. They started playing shit like that. And that song went against Notorious Thugs. Yes. So how can you tell me that Three Six swept them? Yeah, or, or it was not even. Come on, man. yeah, nah. Three, it, six, yeah, three yeah. six playlist towards the end was weak. Yeah, <laughs> that that Wiz Khalifa shit could have stayed in on the bench, man. He did not need to bring that out, but yeah, whatever. And, and sh- uh, shout out to friend of the show, Moot Montonio. He was there. Oh yeah, he, he was actually okay. there, I, and I actually saw him on the screen. He was behind the DJ. That's dope. I'm like, look at this nigga Mook, man. What <laughs> 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 the fuck is he doing out there, man? <laughs> I know in LA. Yeah. That's dope, man. Yeah, shout That's out to Mook, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was what it was. We'll see what the next versus holds, but yeah, I'm not too too 
too excited about any future matchups unless there's something huge and the production value goes up a lot. And I don't know if either will happen. Yeah. But we will see. Okay, I think without further ado, man, I think it's time for us to get into our 2021 wrap-up shit. Yeah. Let me... It is time for y'all to know the official Gems and Juice albums of the year, songs of the year, moments of the year, fuckery of the year, surprise of the year, <laughs> because we know y'all love seeing these year-end lists. We know you got to sit through it for everything, for movies, TV shows, whatever. So we're just going to combine everything. <laughs> and we're going to tell y'all what our favorite albums of the year and songs of the year are first. Uh, you want to go first, Big? You want me to go first? Yeah, I'll start first. You want to start with the albums of the year? Yeah, let's start with albums. Right. Let's get to the meat for the potatoes. All right. So um, my albums of the year, this is, n- this is not in order. And I, I, I don't even want to call them the album of the year. Uh, these are some of the albums that stuck with me throughout the year. So yeah. some of my favorite albums. Um, and this is no order. So Baby King, The Melodic Blue. Okay. Um, Bodie James, Bo Jackson. Tyler, The Creator, Call Me If You Get Lost. Don Tolliver, Life of a Don. Okay. And last but not least, uh, Donda from Kanye. So those albums are the ones I I keep going back to, man. And I'm not calling these. I'm not saying these albums need to win a Grammy or anything like that. But for some reason, I keep going back to these albums. Whenever I want. Yeah. So I got a playlist full of random music. And um, and usually I just go to that and let it play, play all the way down. But when I'm when I get an album mode, like I just want to listen to one artist. I, I go to these albums, man. I, I, these are some of my favorite albums of twenty uh, uh, twenty twenty one. No, I agree. I formulated my list. I didn't go and say, okay, what is produced the best and what's like. I just went through what my favorite albums of the year were. Mm-hmm. I actually did rank mine. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna start with number five. I'm gonna go to an album I actually didn't like the first time that much when I heard it, but it grew on me and I just kept going back to it. It's Arm and Hammer and the Alchemist, an mm. album called Haram. Okay. This came out early in the year, and I was a fan. Of course, I'm a huge fan of Alchemist, so I listen to anything he puts out. I never heard of Arm and Hammer. They're a rap duo, a little older. I think I want to say they're uh, probably closer to 40 at mm. this point. They just now started like popping off in rap. Um, I never heard of them before. And listening to this, I was a huge fan. Like the production, I think, is some of alchemist's best work of the year like he really gave them some fire beats but the lyric like i couldn't get with their style of rapping man it was hard <laughs> for me to adjust to it's like they're completely offbeat like they almost rapped without even having headphones on because <laughs> it, it was so out the ordinary and i was just not prepared for it so i, I was like man i don't know about this album lyrically but i kept <laughs> going back to it man because like even though they're not rapping on beat. Like, they're rapping out some real shit, man. Yeah. And the the dark tone of it is just, you know, where my mood be a lot of days. So I just, I like this album a lot now. I go through it. I keep going back to it. Like, I'm a fan of these guys now. Of course, you know, mm-hmm. Alchemist doing his thing on a production board. So I'll say that's number five. Uh, it became my fifth favorite album of the year, probably. Mm. 
Number four, I will also say Donda. Um, number I think, four, you know, <laughs> number four is Donda. Yes. Okay. And I think it is a it is not a perfect album. You know, <laughs> there is filler on it, but I think it represents something important. This is this really was a comeback year for Kanye, if you think about it. And this album proved that. You know, I I had lost all, most hope I had for Kanye after Jesus is King. Yeah, you know, because I'm just like, okay, this type of music he's gonna make for the rest of his career, or at least for the next few years. So when Donda was announced, I'm like, okay, we'll see. This album proved that even if he's in the spiritual mode now, he can still make great music. Mm. You know, and there are great songs. There is Vince's Kanye songs. Uh, some of the best work he's done in a while are on this album. And I'd say it's number four, man. It represents the comeback for Kanye. He can still do it. He ain't washed yet. And it's great to hear Kanye inspired and making good music again. That's number four for me. Number three, I'll go ahead and echo the Bodie James and Alchemist. Bo Jackson, just nothing more to say, man. Great album. Dope beats, dope rhymes. I enjoyed it a lot. I keep going back to it. Great album. We spoke about it before, so I won't stick too long on it, but yeah, that's number three. Number two, I will say the Maxo Cream album, Way of the World. That was my honorable mention. <laughs> yes. That's my honorable mentions too. We'll get to that afterwards. <laughs> but uh I like this album a lot, man. Maxo Cream don't drop too often, but when he does, it's always fire. Um, I keep going back to this album, man. It means a lot. I think it's really introspective and dope. Great production. Maxo Cream is one of the best rappers, in my opinion, in the game right now. Uh, definitely worth the listen. That's number two for me. And number one, I got to go Tyler. Mm, okay. Uh, Tyler put together an amazing album. Man. Yeah. Like, there's really nothing more that can be said. It was an amazing album. Really, only one song I skipped. But other than that, it's a straight playthrough, man. It's fire. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it however you felt about his music if you're a hip-hop fan you cannot deny what he did on this album he made a gangster grills mixtape man yeah <laughs> and it is just so good it, it was great to hear him in this mode um i hope it gets all the awards it gets nominated for because it does deserve it man it's a great hip-hop album it's great to hear him return back to his more hip-hop roots after being more experimental yeah in other albums so i'd say album of the year for me is Tyler the creator? Call me if you get lost. My yeah. fourth favorite album of the year. I, I think the thing I liked about that album and um, the way everyone received it was him just seeing him get his flowers, man. Yeah. People was finally on board. It, it was even people that said they didn't really fuck with Tyler like that, but they had to give him his flowers for this one. And it was just good seeing him. He performed on the BT Awards or the hip hop. I think it was the BT Awards. He performed yep. on that. That was the first time, uh, and I was I was really shocked. I'm like, damn, I, I you know I had no idea that was his first time, and so that that was a proud moment to me in 2021. 20, Just seeing him get his flowers, man, because he he was always kind of the underground, the redhead stepchild of hip hop. You know, people ain't really you know he made the music, but people ain't really fuck with him f- for some reason. And this one was like the coming out party, like. Look at me, you know, I'm inspired. And, you know, it was it was really good seeing people. And I, I'm not talking about the hip hop heads, but the actual, you know, <laughs> commercial people t- 
talking about this album. That that really made me proud. I agree, man. It was great to see. Um, yeah, this is a great album all around, man. I'm sure most people, if you listen to hip hop, you've probably heard it already. But if you ain't, make sure you take a listen. It's a good album. It just makes you feel good listening to it, man. And that's what's mainly important about music these days, okay? Yeah. Um, what are your honorable mentions for album of the year? Or uh, top five albums or top whatever albums? Okay, so I, I mentioned Matt, Matt So Crane. I was debating on booting somebody out. I almost booted um, Baby Came out. Okay. I was about to say I, that was going to be the honorable mention. I was going to put Matt So Cream in there, but that that album is really good, man. Because it I I didn't even know it. You know, it came out you until you said something until you reviewed it, and I listened to it right after we did the podcast, and I I've been in rotation. I'm like, damn, it shit was really hard. I really liked the song with ASAP Rocky. Um, yeah. I mean, I I ain't got nothing else to say, man. That that album was fire, man. That, I'm, I, I wish I, I wanted to do a top six list <laughs> so he could be on you there. Yeah, I make the tough choices sometimes. I know, man. man. That's what the top five is about. I know, but um, my other one, I ain't have a lot of honorable mentions. Um, I had I had Young Thug. I, I really like that. I keep going back to that album. Not not as much as these, but. I keep going back. You're talking about punk? Yeah. I I keep going back to that album. I I, I actually like that album even more than I did before. I keep going back to that one. And the other one, man, look, I got to be real, man. That. No, 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 no. (laughs) (laughs) Shit, it's kind of on the same level, but. um, Doja Cat. Doja Cat, man. There you go. That album is actually all right, man. Like listening to it all the way through, it was it's really good, man. I, f- I I don't know what she's doing numbers numbers wise, but I feel like people need to be talking about that album a little more, man. It, it was a really surprising album because I I went I actually reviewed that album and I went into it not expecting anything. I was just kind of you know bored and I'm like, let me review this album. It was really good, man. She super talented. And you know, I couldn't put her on I couldn't boot nobody out for uh for her on this list, but I, I just think we need to bring that up, man. It was it, it you know, it was a really it was a really good album, man. <laughs> I enjoyed it way more than I thought I would. Yeah, I still need to listen to the whole thing, man, but I'm not surprised. She's super talented. I always thought people sleep on her. And uh yeah, definitely I'm not surprised she put out a great album. I gotta listen to the whole thing though. <laughs> Uh, my honorable mentions are only two. I got the album Disco by Mike. Uh, Mike's a, a kind of underground artist in the same vein of like an Earl Sweatshirt and Mavi and all them. He put together he put together a pretty good album, man. I liked it a lot. Um, couldn't boot anybody out of the top five for it, but I enjoyed it. Um, also, YSL Slime Language 2. Mm. I enjoyed that mm. one a lot too, man. Like it, <laughs> that had a lot of bang. That was a yeah, bitches. That was stuff. a good, yeah. That was a good album. I like that album a lot, man. It has some great songs, uh, good workout themes too. So uh, I couldn't boot it out anybody. I put some compilation album, so I feel like it's kind of cheating by putting it in the album of the year. Yeah, but yeah, I, I liked it a lot, and it's an honorable mention for me, man. I, I didn't think I like it at all, but I actually really enjoyed it. So yeah. Those are my honorable mentions, man. Now it is time for the songs of the year. 
Uh, I'll go first since you went first last time. Uh, and this is in no order. I couldn't rank these by order. So this is just my favorite five songs of the year. And I'm going to go. This one might surprise people or you, at least. <laughs> one of my favorite songs of the year is Trippy Red and Playboy Cardi. Mr. Oh, Rage. Oh yeah, yeah. I actually like that song. <laughs> I love this song, man. I think you're the one who told me. Yeah, about it. I, yeah. And I said, okay, I'll bump it eventually. This song is crazy, man. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it, I think I might have downplayed. Right. I think I might have downplayed the song a little bit when I mentioned it because I was just like, yeah, it's a, you know, it's typical, you know. Because you, I think you asked me how how was Playboy Cardi on there. And I'm yeah. like, it's Playboy Cardi. But um, yeah, I so I had that instrumental in the Serato on you know on the show on, in the loop. So I I still haven't took that. Out. I usually update it. You know when the song mm-hmm. get old, I still got that in there, man. <laughs> that song is amazing, man. <laughs> and the first time I heard it, I was like, oh okay. But you when you replay it, it just gets better and better. Yeah. And there's even a Mario Judah. I guess they took him off the song, but there's a version with him on it too. That's super hard. That's one of the best songs of the year, man. I can't even make those mm-hmm. excuses for it. It's just super hype. It's a good <laughs> song, man. Uh, great for the gym, too. Um, next is Earl Sweatshirt 2010. I know it's a late entry. It just came out like a few weeks ago. But this song is really good, man. A great return to form for Earl. He's sounding inspired again. I'm looking forward for the next album. But yeah, this song is amazing to me. I keep replaying it over and over and over again. So I had to put it in my top five of the year. Uh, number three for me, but it's not like it's not number. Just yeah, my my rankings or whatever. My, my just a list, but it's not ranked. Uh, but the next song of the year for me of my top five is Nicki Minaj featuring Lil Wayne and Drake, CN Green. I forgot that song came out this, this year, there, man. Yeah, it did. It was an earlier entry, but this song is great. Um, Lil Wayne is wrapped his ass off, man. One of the best verses he's done in a while. And Drake came, you know, he was fully trying, but he couldn't, he couldn't outdo Lil Wayne on this one. Great sample. It sounded like a vintage Young Money song, you know, yeah. back from when they were all in their prime. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was a great song. I keep replaying it. Brandon Scott, I think, is addicted to the song too. He keeps talking about it too. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I love I, this song. Stayed on repeat for me, man. I played it over and over, and it's a long song too, at like five minutes. Yeah. But I keep it on repeat, so I had to put it in my favorite songs of the year. Next is Kanye featuring Young Thug, Remote Control. Mm. I just think this song is amazing, man. Like, it, it, Young Thug just fit perfectly on this song, <laughs> you know. There are some songs I thought way too sexy. I thought he was underwhelming on that. He didn't really belong. But this song with Kanye's production and the hook he had on it, it was perfectly in Young Thug's lane. Great beat, great concept. Uh, thank Kanye for taking Soldier Boy off the final <laughs> version because, uh, yeah, it did not belong there. But uh, yeah, I, I, I keep replaying this song over and over and over again. So I had to put it in my top five songs of the year. And last but not least, I put uh, Method Man, Raekwon, and Willie the Kid had a song on the Peter Rosenberg album 
and the song is called Next Chamber. Mm. Uh, I just think the song is great, man. It sounds <laughs> like some vintage Wu-Tang type shit. The beat is crazy. Method Man is rapping like he's inspired and, and hungry. Raekwon did okay, but Method Man just like, spit some fire. Really, the kid did a good job too. Great song. I play it over and over and over again. I still play it to this day, so I had to put it. Those are my five favorite songs of the year in no particular order, really. Just songs I just kept in repeat uh, okay. throughout the entire year. Yeah. Now, Figgy, what about you, man? What are your favorites? All right, so the ones I kept in repeat all year, um, I got to go Matt So Cream, Streets Alone, featuring ASAP okay. Rocky. That song, I just, it, it, it's great. When I first heard that, I'm like, holy shit. Like, the, the way that bass hit, I'm like, oh, shit. And, you know, even ASAP Rocky, the way he was on the hook, I'm just like, yeah, this shit, this shit is hard, man. Like, how the fuck did they come up with this? And, um, yeah, I just had that song on repeat, man. <laughs> like, I, I don't know if you ever get in the mode where you just keep one song on replay. No, that, I know, all the time. And to man. the point where you don't even let it get through the whole song. Mm-hmm. You throw it back <laughs> and pause. All the time, man. Yeah, like I, I was going through this with this song, so um, yeah, I'm gonna go with with that joint. Um, and this is no order either. Um, Kanye West, that Andre 3000 song, "Life of the Party." Yeah. That's I, I said no order, but that's probably the, my song of the year, the number one song mm-hmm. of the year. That's a good song. That that, that was an amazing song. Um, got a classic verse from Andre 3000. I I. And this is before it got all on streaming services. I was on fucking YouTube in the car. And you know, oh, you yeah. can't really play shit on YouTube in the car. You got to keep it up and keep the phone on and all this other shit. I just kept going back to his verse, man. That verse was crazy. And uh, yeah, I, I, I really love that joint. This one might throw you in the, in, in the loop. Uh, BFB the Pat Man, the Honey Pack. Okay. So honey pack. That I kept going back to that song. Like I find myself laughing at that song. But it's a it was, that song kind of get me in the mood. Like in the you know, kind of get me hyped a little bit. And um I played that song a lot, man. I I I probably made them a lot of money playing that song. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um be a be the Pat Man Honey Pack. Um what else did I listen to? I'm trying to find I'm looking through my playlist. Um. Oh, uh, Baby King Do Rag Activity featuring Travis Scott. That's another song that kind of get me hype. I, I I have a couple songs I play on my way to work that kind of put me in the in the um the correct mood, and that's one of the songs. That song kind of get me hyped a little bit. I like the beat on there, and it's weird because that that song came out before the album came out. And I totally missed that song. I think this song came out before um, the song with Kendrick. And so I don't know how I missed, missed this song, but uh, it was a little after the um, album came out where I'm like, oh, shit, that, like this is my favorite song off the whole album. So um, I really like that song. And uh, um, my final one, I really like this song off of West Side Guns album. Um... This song is called Best uh, Best Dressed Demons. Um, that's a really good song. It's, it's a West Side Gun type of song. So, you know, um, you know, it, it, this one got this one actually got some drums in it. 
So uh, shout out to Tab. You you don't like the songs without the drums and the, and the snares in it. But um, yeah, I really like this. I really like that song too. And um, yeah, and my honorable mention. I think I I, I think I said my five already. But um, I got to put the Kanye West song "Jail" in there. That's, okay. That, that, okay. That's song like the more I I wasn't too crazy about that song. But the more you listen to it, it's just like, damn, the way it hit, it's like, damn, this song is, this is a really good song, man. And uh, I'm, I'm starting to like it more. I don't know if it's because it's, it's been played more, but I, I really like that song, man. <laughs> so I, I would throw that song in there t- as, as well. No, I fuck with jail too, man. I actually like it a lot. I thought I was the only person just, that liked it. <laughs> yeah, the beat is so crazy. Yeah. But I, I like the subject matter a lot, man. I feel like that's one of those ways where even though what he's saying is kind of simple, it's way deeper than that, man. Yeah. Talking about, you know, the regret and and you know, living in sin and just a lot of stuff he talked about in that song. I thought was really well said. Yeah. So um yeah I, I liked it a whole lot i yeah. i agree i i'm i'm a pro jail fan too man so yeah a couple other I'm songs you on that one. couple other songs um i really like too that's in the serato um Bodie james the photographic memories i really like that song and then another Bodie james joint um uh turpentine i think uh turpentine turpentine okay yeah so uh, a couple joints over there i keep going back to Okay. 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 Solid list. I think our songs are very different. Our albums were so we had a few in there, but yeah, a wide variety of songs for y'all to listen to. If yeah. Y'all another so- another songs. song. This song just came out here, friend of the show, Dende. Mm-hmm. He dropped a song. I don't know if you heard this one. You you probably didn't, but he dropped a song called Candy. Okay. And when I tell you this is this is an R and B song, like a real R and B song, you probably gonna make some babies too. This song is amazing, man. He he dropped it. Um, he actually dropped an EP called Pregnancy Pack. It's a really good EP, man. You an R and B dude? Please listen to it. Let me know what you think of it. You, uh, pro- okay. I, pro- I probably won't talk to you till next year. <laughs> so yeah. We have to, we have to talk on, about it the next episode. <laughs> so um. Yeah, check it out, man. I went to his listening party. It was amazing, wonderful dude. Um, yeah, this song called—it's uh, a song called Candy, man. <laughs> it, it's good. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna check that out for sure, man. Didn't they make good music? So yeah, uh, definitely check that out. Yeah, a smorgasbord of different types of genres and songs for y'all listen to, man. If y'all ain't checked it out yet, so yes, yeah, those are the official Rocket and Figgy. Songs and albums of the year. Um, so yeah, make sure y'all check that out. And yeah, uh, there are other things of the year. Now, yeah. I didn't make any top five lists for any of the other stuff. Yeah, I was gonna say, what was your most memorable moments of this year? Because it's been a crazy, oh, I know 2020 was crazy, but it's been a crazy 2021 year. The, the thing about me, man, my memory is terrible. Like, I can barely remember things that happened last week. So <laughs> unless I see, like, a list of all the things that happened, yeah. I won't know. But I will say the locks in Dipset versus was maybe the most memorable in mm. terms of, like, hip-hop shit that happened. 
just because it was crazy, man. Like the locks yeah. had been slept on for so long. They finally got like a huge nationwide boost and notoriety. It was good to see. It was sad to see Dipset go out like that. Yeah. It was very sad. Yeah. But it was also great to see Jada Kiss and the locks do their thing like they did. Great moment for hip hop, period, man. So I got to put that up there. Yeah. Um, other uh, moments. I'm going to go off the cuff a little bit. Um, I'm going to say the one thing, one crazy thing that, that's still shocking to this day to me is the Sean, it's the Sean Watson situation, man. Yeah. Like, I still can't believe that shit was real. Like, 20 plus women <laughs> coming out of coming out of nowhere i i would have never thought that happened man that was no, everything that was not on my bingo call <laughs> in february when he won it out yeah would have been enough to make our list yes but then the allegations come the fact that he's healthy and not playing and still getting everything yeah. involving deshaun watson is definitely it's crazy the man most shocking moments of the year <laughs> yeah you know pick one there's so many of them now. It's so crazy, man. We never thought it would end up like this. So, yeah, yeah. that's definitely up there, too. Yeah. Um, uh, Mr. John Watson, period. Yeah. Um, another shocking moment I, I, I put down. Them storming the Capitol. Yeah, January 6th. Yeah, that was yeah, crazy. I know that was super early, but that was wild. I've never seen anything like that in my lifetime. <laughs> I, I thought that was I thought that was the wild that was one of the wildest things I seen with my own eyes. <laughs> I know it was, it was on I was watching on TV, but I couldn't believe that shit, man. They were actually inside the inside the building <laughs> on these people's desk taking pictures and shit, man. That that seemed like a fucking movie, man. <laughs> like, I still can't believe that shit happened. Yeah, it's crazy, man. It's also crazy that they caught pretty much everybody who was there and they sent him to the pen. <laughs> like everybody, like the dude who wore that crazy costume, he got like four years in prison, I think. Yeah. Like every the, the feds did not fuck around. They said after it happened that we going to find everybody who was there. And they found they everybody did. who was there. Man. Yeah. <laughs> and all they didn't get no slap on the wrist. <laughs> like, this wasn't no white privilege thing that went down. Now, nah, they weren't fucking around, man. They sent these people to jail, jail. Yeah. So, nah, yeah, that, that shit was crazy, though, man. And that kicked off a crazy year, period. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I would definitely put that up there. Yeah. Um, another thing I, I wrote down was um, this might be a little on a less scale. But that Nicki Minaj tweet about the vaccine. Yeah. <laughs> when she said, balls. Yeah. Yep. She said, she tweeted, my cousin in Trinidad won't get the vaccine because his friend got it and became uh, impotent. His testicles became swollen. His friend was yeah. weeks away from getting married. Now the girl called off the wedding. So just pray on it and make sure you're comfortable with your decision. Not bullied. That started a whole bunch of shit, man. It, they was talking about it on Fox News and everything, man. That, that yeah. tweet went insane. <laughs> what do you think was crazier, that tweet or Kyrie not getting the vaccine and missing this whole year? Which, wait a minute, yeah. Now he's coming back. They bring him back part time because yes, they don't. He's coming back to play players. away games for the Nets. <laughs> but I, Kyrie missing the entire season so far. Because he won't get the vaccine. Uh, I would say that the Kyrie missing the whole seat, um, most of the season now, 
because he not vaccinated. That was kind of shocking to me because I didn't think people was going. I didn't think players were willing to miss games like this. And he actually stood his ground, man. It's yep. it's about to be Christmas, and he haven't played a game yet until you know. Hold on until you know mm-hmm. coming up soon. And uh, I I wonder. So so the Brooklyn Nets had to go to him, right? Because clearly they needed some people. So they I, they probably was like, "Fuck it, man." We you know you could play the away games. You know, type of thing because he could have been playing, but yeah. he couldn't. He just couldn't play it in New York and certain other places. No, Kyrie said he was always open in wanting to discuss ways he could still play, and it was the uh, the Nets management actually came down and said, "No, we're not going to have somebody play part time." Yeah. And since he like they're the ones who stood the ground, really. Yeah, he was the one that's saying like, "Hey, I'm still." You know, whatever we can do to make it work. And I think looking now at the fact that the NFL has all these unvaccinated players, Aaron Rodgers, and like they, they have all these unvaccinated yeah. people still playing every week. Mm-hmm. And you just not, I, and I know it's a city thing and not the NBA decision as to, because there's unvaccinated yeah. NBA players too. Yeah. But not as many, I, I feel. I, as yeah. The NFL. I, I, I'm wondering, so I'm wondering, is it anybody that played for the Jets or the Giants? Unvaccinated. That's a good. Um, that's a good yeah, point. I ain't yeah, think about that. because Maybe. what about what about if somebody like an Aaron Rodgers go play in New York? I, but I guess it's uh maybe there are different rules for the football people stadiums that don't live that are there. Not for Barclays, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, I yeah I think what it is. I think what it is too is since Kyrie technically live in New York or New Jersey, whatever, and um. Since he's a bloy there, he have to be vaccinated. Because I think people been losing their jobs in New York if they wasn't vaccinated. Oh yeah. So I think that might have been the case why he can't play there at all. It, uh, minus a, a NBA player who you know don't live there can go there for, for a day. So uh, I think that's probably the um, the reason why. But. I, if, 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 I think it's a win for Kyrie, man. He stood. Oh, definitely. His, he stood his definitely. ground. He stood his ground. He um. They came to him and said, "Hey, we'll make it work," and that's all he wanted. <laughs> so I think that's a win, man. I thought he was gonna suck it up and end up getting vaccinated. Yeah. But I'm 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 actually happy, man. And I'm not even the anti-vaxxer or nothing like that. But I'm happy he actually stood his ground. They. No, he did whatever they say people who are unvaccinated like people say it's a choice so yeah, yeah the, the nba the nets chose what they were going to do and he chose to stand in his ground and not i mean look you you can't say he faked the funk yeah i would say it if he did all that drama and then got the vaccine anyway yeah and i'll be like okay man you was just doing it yeah too. we actually said that how we kind of you know lose a little respect if he went on and got vaccinated it's yeah. like, damn, like I would have respect if he just stood his ground and not play. No, I agree, man. I agree. So, um, what else? Oh, yeah, something that just happened uh, recently uh, that caught me by surprise. Demarius Thomas died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was, was crazy. He's only 34 years old, man. Yeah, 30, he'd be 30, he would have been 34 on Christmas Day. Really sad. Man. It always fucking scares me when somebody younger and healthier than me dies of some he was the same age as me like, 
Dog, he died in the shower, man. Yeah. Like crazy. Just heart, I think it was a heart issue, but yeah, really I think sad, they say man. seizures. Yeah, the seizures yeah. or something. Man, really it's so sad. sad. Rest man. in peace. Out of nowhere, too. Rest in peace. Yeah. Um, so shit uh, that so, happened. So, some other deaths. Um, not to go down sad lane, but, you know, yeah. But um, of course, um, uh, what's his name? Michael. Uh the guy that played on The Wire. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Um, Omar. The guy who played My- Omar. Michael K. Williams. Michael K. Williams, yeah. Yeah, Michael K. That Williams passed. Yeah. A young Dolph, of course. Young Dolph. Really sad. Um, yeah, DMX. He passed this year. That was this year, wasn't it? Yeah. Wow, it seems like it was longer ago. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, sad, yeah. sad year. Now I'm, I'm getting sad, man. Yeah, like, shit, people die. I yeah. forgot. So, so. Other, other crazy things that happened this year. Um, the um, what's some other? The crate challenge was hilarious, man. Yeah, yeah, it got annoying quick. Though. Yeah, like, it got annoying. I thought, the, I thought it was a great. Week, I thought it was a great moment for us black folks because I felt like. They had the whole hood outside. And mm-hmm. we was, you know, even though we knew niggas was going to fall, we were like, come on, you got this. Come on, I got you. $100. All right, just do this. And, you know, it was like, a, it, that was kind of like a bring the hood together moment. So I was, uh, I, I kind of enjoyed that. But it, it did get a little irritating. Yeah, it got played out really quick. One. <laughs> mascot started doing it i'm like okay enough yeah i don't want to see the fucking toro sitting there doing a crate challenge (laughs) uh something surprising i'm surprised that kendrick didn't drop this year me too um now i still think he might pull some christmas day type thing (laughs) but uh yeah he didn't drop um, after that whole mysterious post, you know, confirming he was going to release his final TDE album. Yeah. Uh, he ain't dropped shit. He dropped a couple. He dropped a couple songs with uh, Baby Keem, his cousin. Yeah. But that's how we heard from Kendrick. He's going to be performing at the Super Bowl, though. So we'll see him yeah. then. That's a surprising thing, too. Me, yeah. A hip hop announcement. <laughs> yeah. yeah. With Dr. Dre, Eminem, Mary J. Blige. I think Snoop Dogg and, and Kendrick, Kendrick and Eminem. Yeah. Or I think I'm saying two yeah. people are not enough. You said Eminem aren't, yeah. Eminem twice. No, yeah. It's not easy <laughs> in there, period. But uh, yeah, uh, so yeah. big moment for hip hop, whoever's going to be in that Super Bowl. So we will yeah. see. Uh, another shocking thing to me, the Travis Scott uh, Astro World show. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I didn't see that coming at all. <laughs> Oh, now that we brought that up, we might as well talk about that a little bit, too, because that was some big news that happened. Um, so we might as well catch people up on that. If they haven't seen it. Yeah. Travis Scott uh, went ahead and had an interview with Charlemagne, <laughs> who I guess is like the new Oprah now. Yeah. It's, uh, I had so many problems trouble, with that interview, man. <laughs> whenever you when you were in trouble, you come you used to come to Oprah and yeah. explain yourself. <laughs> Michael Jackson, when he was going through his shit, he went on Oprah. Dave Chappelle, when he was going through his shit, he went on Oprah. Now you go to Charlemagne <laughs> and explain yourself. He the black Oprah, or he the um, basically, or the yes. male Oprah, or the um, the black Howard black Stern. Oprah, the male. No, he's a black Oprah. Well, the black Oprah, the, the, the male man, Oprah. The man, yeah, <laughs> yeah, because he want. I mean, he'll ask questions, but he's still 
won't he'll still make it comfortable for you. Yeah. And uh Travis Scott, who has never been on the Breakfast Club, um, I think they even made some comments about how he had basically, you know, he went a hot 97 or mm. their comp compa- what was it, 95 yeah. 97? Hot, uh, hot 97, yeah. He went on the one with uh Ebro and Peter Rosenberg. Yeah, that's hot. But he wouldn't go on the Breakfast Club. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, things got hot for him, I guess. So he had to go explain himself <laughs> to Charlemagne. Um, and yeah, you can tell it was a very prepared Travis Scott. He did not directly claim responsibility or apologize for anything, which is what people had a problem with. But also legally, he can't, he can't do that. Yeah, he can't because, do that. Yeah. So he was kind of handcuffed. Um, I think Charlemagne did ask some good questions, but they were not pressed. Like there was no follow-up whenever Travis Scott gave a non-answer, there was no follow-up where, you know, usually Charlemagne, if he was on a breakfast club, he would be be pressing people to give a real answer. Yeah, exactly. But that was not what this was. So, how do you think that Travis Scott came? Because he's been getting criticized and blown up over this interview, and it seemed like it was a bad idea in general. But how do you think he came across in this sit down with Charlemagne, man? Uh, I, I think it came across worse, man. I don't. I think he should have just stayed where he was at, man. I don't think. I don't think it don't matter what he would have said in any interview. Who he could have did it with. I think it wouldn't have helped the situation at all. <laughs> it, it, he he, it's nothing he could have said that would help his situation. Man, you you know you're not dealing with you know somebody who just got hurt at a concert. You dealing with people uh, ten people. I think I think it's 10, currently ten right now mm-hmm. who died. You and you know it's nothing you can say to make anything better at that point. You you did it. You released a video on Instagram. And people kind of had a problem with that. I I don't have a problem with that. It was right in the moment. And he probably thought that was the best thing to do instead of, you know, being quiet. I don't have a big problem with that. But this interview, I just don't understand it, man. You know, with all the lawsuits going on, what can what can you possibly say to make these things better or to get people on your side? Yeah. You're not going to get anybody on your side at this point. And, and, you know, not shoot. You can even apologize and say, you know, if if he got there and say, I'm sorry, I was wrong, blah, blah. I just don't think that will help him (laughs) at that moment. And so I, I didn't really understand it. Not to mention how Travis Scott really don't do interviews that often. And I see why, because he kind of, He's kind of awkward a little bit, and you know it's not really a good look for him. I I totally get why he don't do interviews like that. Um, it was a lot of stumbling, a lot of silence. Um, just even just even the vibe there, man. Just he was just moving around in the seat a little bit too much, and I I just feel like you know this this Astro World thing was a huge deal, man. I think, and this is no disrespect to Charlemagne, but I think this, if if you are going to do an interview, I think it should have been like a 60 minutes or something. 
some type of 60 minute CNN interview type thing where you kind of sitting up, you you know, you dressed right, you, you know, professional. This seemed like he was just in a lazy boy chair mm-hmm. and he was just kind of, you know, doing this. And it's like, man, like it's to me, it wasn't a good look um, not to be too uh, too picky. I ain't really like Charlemagne with a whole paper sitting there. Just, it looked like he was just reading off the paper. And I said, I, you know, look, we all in the same field. So I'm I'm sure he probably got short memory and he probably want to make sure he had everything, you know. Well, not even just that. I'm sure there were questions that had to be approved by Travis he, Scott's team. That too, yeah. But I just didn't really care for that, man. Just sitting there reading off the, the questions like that. Um. It's just, I think it wasn't a good idea. I don't know if this was his team idea or his idea, but I just think this was not a good idea for Travis at all. It didn't, it didn't help at all. It honestly, I think it might have hurt him a little more. Where I, I just think he need to be quiet and let his lawyers do the talking. Yeah, I guess I can understand why. He wants got because look right now he can't do anything. Yeah. You know, people get upset when they see him at Top Golf or whatever, like having fun. Like, how dare you have fun, Travis? Like, how yeah. dare you live life? So <laughs> I feel like he does want to get to a point where he can at least go outside and yeah. do something. But people, he probably thinks it would be better if he talked about it in public. And I understand that, but the problem is when you can't say shit, it yeah. makes you look bad. Um, and like I said, I don't think this was his fault. Like, I, I think he shares some responsibility in what he made his fan base. But you talk about his fault what, as far as the uh, Astral World? I don't, yeah, I don't okay. think the people dying at Astral World was his fault. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Directly. Yeah. yeah. But his I name is on shares, there. So, exactly. He yeah. shares some responsibility. Like he's promoted this type of thing before on his social media. So he does share some responsibility. Which he kind of scrubbing I, too. He, oh, he, slowly he, he, he scrubbed all that shit. Yeah. But I mean, they've already gotten screenshots. TMD posted all the shit he had on it. But so now it's, it's too late. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So it, it was a bad look, man. It did not. It was number one. It was very long. It's like an hour long interview. Yeah. And a lot of him just saying the same shit over and over again. Um, his answers to some of the questions Charlemagne was asking were just terrible and seemed kind of cold. And I, like I said, I know why he asked to say it, yeah. but still hearing it, it just it, it, it didn't come across as warm or caring at all. And I know he does care, but he can't legally say certain things yeah so for example when charlamagne asked like you know what would you say to the people who you know lost their family member lost a son lost a daughter you know i'm sure he wants to say i'm sorry that happened to them and i feel for you but he can't so he has to say i'm just gonna be there with you yeah and it's like they don't sound terrible yeah, they don't, nobody wants to hear that shit. Trav, who they don't even know barely. Yeah. Travis Scott is going to be there for you. Like, yeah. they lost somebody who's very important to them. Yeah. And, like, certain things, it just did not come across well. Um, 
something else I wanted to say. I just it just dropped my fucking. I can't remember. Yeah, but uh, uh, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. I oh, I I think like it 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 totally makes sense why you know you shouldn't do these interviews, man. Um. We we talked about Tory Lanez a lot. How he was quiet. If he you know if he didn't do it, he need to speak up. I totally respect why he's not speaking up because this is a real case, and you know legally he can't you know say shit. He can't he can't do a, a interview. If he if he did do an interview with Charlemagne, it's, it's probably a lot. He he probably be sounding the same way where he can't mention certain shit. So I totally get, you know, why he's not saying anything, even though I, you know, it's a lot going on there and I feel how I feel about it, about that situation. But I totally get why he can't, you know, legally come out and, you know, address the whole situation. But yeah. I, I think I think Travis should have took that approach. Yeah, it probably would have been better for him because. I don't understand why anybody does this type of interview because just recently Alec Baldwin did one about, yeah. the, you know, because he shot two people, killed one woman on a set. And then he kind of had the same type of awkward ass interview where he had to basically act like none of it was his fault. Yeah, but he was going to dedicate his life. That's one thing Travis <laughs> Scott said that was annoying as well when he said, I'm going to dedicate my life to concert safety. That kind of yeah. sounds like when OJ got off and said he was going to dedicate the rest of his life to finding the real killers. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I know Travis's hot heart is in the right place, and I think he meant it, but yeah. it just sounds bad. Yeah. When, when especially after people died, that you say, I'm going to dedicate my life to concert safety and making sure we're going to find out what happened. He couldn't blame anybody legally, I guess. Yeah. But he wanted to say, I'm going to find out what happened. It doesn't fucking matter who, yeah. like... Y- y- y'all gotta pay. Yeah, somebody, y'all, all of y'all have to pay for mm-hmm. this. That's how it's gonna end. It uh, is no consolation to the families to say I'm gonna find out. I'm gonna yeah. get to the bottom of this. Yeah, or I'm gonna make yeah, the concert. Gonna bring I'm gonna make. Back. I'm gonna make concerts more safe. Exactly. <laughs> like that's supposed to make them feel better. Okay, so yeah. hope, maybe this won't happen again. Yeah, but my daughter is dead. My son is dead. Nine year old kids dead. That's not going to change no matter what you say. So, yeah, no, he was fucked from the beginning when he when he planned this or whoever planned this for him. And he did not come across his, you know, it, it was a bad look. Yeah, it was a really bad. Look. It, it was no payoff for this. Yeah, it, it would. He would have been just fine. Just staying where he was at. Exactly. This this never goes well for anybody. Remember when R. Kelly sat down with Gail King <laughs> to explain himself? Yeah. <laughs> this type of thing never goes well for anybody. I've mm-hmm. never in my life heard a celebrity or somebody who was important sit down after some controversy and explain themselves in a way that makes you be like, oh, okay. Yeah. He's oh, innocent. Oh, I understand. <laughs> and, and they always look worse. In this day and age, man, people have their minds made up from the beginning. Yes. So, you know, let's let's use Tori and Meg's situation. You know, everybody got their mind made up. It don't Meg do an interview with Barack Obama, whoever. <laughs> people ain't gonna go away from that like, oh yeah, you know what? I think she is right. No, they're gonna pick her apart even more. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
So, you know, sometimes it serves no purpose of trying to do an interview to sway the other people. With Deshaun Watson, it, it it makes no sense for him to try to do an interview to prove his innocence or whatever. Yeah. No, just stay low and just, you know, let the legal shit handle all of that. Because sometimes, it, I ain't going to say sometimes, most of the time it's going to make it worse. People, people are going to pick apart the way you were sitting, just like me. I was complaining about Travis rocking back and forth in the chair. They're going to complain about how sincere he was, you know, if he too sincere or too uh, crying too much. They're going to say, oh, he was faking it. You know, he wasn't serious and he, he just putting on the front. They're going to pick you apart, man. There's no purpose of doing an interview like that after a big controversy. Yeah, I agree. Um, and yeah, it did him no favors in the public eye. So yeah, unfortunate. I mean, like, look, they just got to figure out what number is going to make. I mean, it's not going to make anybody happy. But yeah, they 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 going they going to have to pay a whole lot of money. Everybody involved going to pay a whole lot of money for this. So yeah, yes. R.I.P. to all the victims, of course. Yes, that situation, man. Sucks it happened. They, they finally so, taken down the stage too. Yep, I saw that. I did see that. It's so. been about 30, 40 days, I want to say. Yep. And it was a pretty extensive piece on the Chronicle about, you know, the timeline of everything that happened. It was basically just a failure all around. Like the security people, like it was just a failure on all ends of the infrastructure. So, yeah, it, it was a fucking mess, man. Sad to see. Yeah. But, uh, what else happened this week uh, that you want to talk about? Boy, are we done with our? I guess that was boy, an awkward way to end our top five list. Yeah, yeah, I think. That, I, I guess we were done. I anyway. think that was about it. Yeah, uh, your boy Jesse Smollett. Oh yeah, <laughs> we gotta talk about Jesse Smollett I, I, being found guilty. Look, I gotta give you credit for this too, man, because I ain't gonna lie. I, I I ain't know nothing about this guy. I never heard of him until this situation happened, and um, I might have got headline porn a little bit. Because I've I seen people talking about it. And I'm like, oh, man, that's fucked up. And when we did the podcast, I'm like, man, that's, you know, that's kind of fucked up what happened to him. And you was like, hold on, player. <laughs> this, <laughs> this, this, don't, this don't sound right. <laughs> and you broke it down. I'm like, oh, shit. And so you was the first person I heard that was like, wait a minute. Like, everybody keeps saying this happened, but I don't know. This, this ain't making sense. And um, yeah, you was the first person that I heard personally mm-hmm. who was like, "Wait a minute, like I don't know about this." And shit, you look like you was right. <laughs> yeah, once the like, I think, especially with how the nation was, once you hear, "Oh, Justice Millette was the victim of a racist, homophobic attack by some MAGA people," you would believe it. Just how the nation was during that Trump era. Yeah, but when the details came out. And what he what they were saying, he told police none of that shit made any sense. <laughs> Number one, white people even knowing him from the empire, <laughs> like people, white people even recognizing him as a TV star. From I didn't show even know empire. who he was, man. Yes. And they spoke, supposedly said that nigger from empire. Doc, I wouldn't even recognize Jesse Smollett, and I've seen at least some of Empire. You can't tell me no 
people, white people in Chicago with MAGA hats would know who Jesse Smollett was from Empire. <laughs> and yeah, a lot of things from that point on didn't make any sense. So yeah, I mean. The subway story, he was coming out of the subway three in the yes. morning. And during the polar vortex when it was like the coldest was, day yeah, of the year. Yeah, the city was shut and, down or some shit. Yes. They yeah. threw bleach on him and put a rope and all this goofy shit. It was, it was insane, man. <laughs> it was insane. So, yeah. I mean, I feel bad that, you know, like, I don't, like, fuck Jesse Smollett, but I just feel bad because now, you know how white people are about this bullshit, man. They, they over the top it. with it. And yeah, the next time, and if there's no video evidence, the next time a black person claims they gonna shit get like this happened, yeah. they gonna say, hey, remember Jesse? Yeah. Remember y'all lie about shit now. So mm-hmm. like I think people should always be critical and analyze things before they make a decision. Mm-hmm. But also we can't act like there's no history yeah. of this. Type they, of shit yeah, they're gonna always point to Jesse, like, oh, see? Yes. Like that's the one time that a black person lied about being racially profiled or whatever, or racially attacked. And now that's the pro that's the poster boy yes. for whenever you disagree with something. Any kind of hate crime, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So all, all I advise is everybody just be more critical. Uh, just don't jump out the window for anybody. You know, mm-hmm. we've had a few cases like that. Uh yeah. remember I think some girl got shot and we thought it was two racist guys in the truck. And it wasn't even that or like all kinds of crazy shit has happened, man. Yeah. (laughs) So don't jump out. I know social media and it's hard not to just go along with anything you hear because, you know, when things have a lot of retweets and quotes. Yeah. Like, hey, but everybody got to take a second. Yeah. Like look for some information. Look for some sources. Don't jump out the window with your opinion, man. Just let just kind of let it cook a little bit. (laughs) Let everybody else jump out the window with their shit. And just kind of peek the scene a little bit, and yes. you know because we, people, we've got to be more informed. Yeah, because yeah, remember when when Young Dolph died, we seen all type of shit, man. We seen his uh, people was throwing out um, what's his name, old buddy, the um, Yo Gotti. Yeah, they were saying he might have had something to do with it. They said his mama's or grandmother's restaurant was shot up, and mm-hmm. um. Um, the other goofy—I don't want to call him goofy—but Yo Gotti's um, partner, the uh, black youngster, his grandmother's house was shot up, and you mm-hmm. had all this type of shit going around, and it wasn't true. And that was like—I want to say maybe an hour after, an hour two hours after it happened. So don't jump out the window saying this. You just—you just gotta let it cook a little bit. Yes. And get the de- get the real details. <laughs> yes. You think people will learn after Kobe. Yeah. You know, after all the fake shit that came out after that happened. Yeah. <laughs> but unfortunately, you know, the social media area era, we do not give a fuck about facts anymore. Do you think um, about- do you think Jesse is going to jail at all or should? <sighs> like, look, man. <laughs> I'm sure it was inconvenient to file a fake police report, but I'm not going to say throw him in the pen for that. Yeah, like, I I'm agree. sorry. Man. I agree. Give him, find him, make him do community service. I don't think you should get jail time for that type of shit, man. I really think jail in particular is kind of cruel and unusual. 
I think you should only go unless if you fucking did a violent crime, seriously yeah. hurt somebody. I think prison should be reserved for those people. I don't think anybody dealing drugs should be in prison necessarily. Yeah. Like there's certain things I just don't think people should be in prison for and definitely not filing the fake police report. I mean, that's a shitty thing to do. Yeah. But I wouldn't say throw him in prison for that, man. I, no, I, I agree, I man. That. Yeah, and I was critical of him. I'm, I thought it was fucked up what he did because they ain't going to do nothing but make it harder for people who are, you know, racially profiled or attacked. Mm-hmm. Um, due to a racial, you know, agenda to, you know, I think that's going to make it harder for those real cases. And I, I think it's fucked up what he did, but I don't think he should go to jail, man. I think, I think you should, like I said, find him, give him community service, put him on probation and keep it moving, man. I, I don't really like the energies these certain people are giving towards him. Yeah, like no, he should be not. under the jail and shit. It's like, yeah. come on, man. We got you want to be real. It's some people that accuse some black men of rape mm-hmm. that did some time. <laughs> that they, they did some time and um, and they end up getting out because they found that wasn't true. Yeah, and that was it, man. <laughs> that just happened. Some woman. Not only did she lie about who raped her, or the rape. She made a book about it and made a whole lot of money on it. And this just recently happened. They found the guy innocent. Yeah. They released him after like 20 years of prison. I, I heard about and that. Nothing yeah. happened to her. Yeah. I'm like, at least give back the fucking money you earned from that yeah. fucking fake ass book about your rape. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Yeah. See, like we we got that type of shit going on. Like, don't don't sit here and say this guy need to be in jail for lying. Like, if that's the case, we need to go back in time and put all these women or, you know, I'm not trying to be a womanizer or whatever. Get all these people that lied about something like that, that made people go to jail for no reason. We need to open that shit back up. If if that's if we want to put people in jail for, you know, lying. <laughs> yeah, no, that's just silly. People going overboard with that bullshit, man. Yeah. Like uh, what he did, like he's already fucked. He already will never be able to he, act, yeah, or do it's, work in Hollywood ever again at this point. Yeah, like his his career is fucked. He got to go acting career you know, is learn over. a trade. He got to go learn a trade or something. Be an electrician, what, maybe. Man, no, what are you gonna do? He gonna try to be a rapper. He gonna try to do a music career. <laughs> he he might get a little yeah. buzz because it's like, oh, he rapping in the da da da. But that's it. That he, yeah. he gonna have to pull a, a young Berg to hit make a type transition. Yeah, like he got to change his whole name <laughs> and image. Yeah, like Young Berg did when he became hit maker, and now he's respected in rap again. Mm-hmm. Yep, <laughs> gotta do something like that. He can't be Jesse no more. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he got to be Justin. Remember, he called himself the Gay Tupac. Yes, <laughs> what a ridiculous man. <laughs> what a crazy era we live in. Yeah, you know? maybe he need like a good five days in jail <laughs> for all that shit, man. He, he maybe he needs to spend like a hey, good five days. Fair enough. <laughs> hey, Tupac did time. If you the gay Tupac, if you really yeah. gay Tupac, you got to do time too. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm not saying he need to be in prison and years and all this. Give him a good five days in a joint. Yeah, yeah. Give him, <laughs> have him a little. Yeah, toss him. <laughs> Yeah, he he the gay Tupac. He could take it. Yeah, <laughs> he gonna be okay. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that shit. That's hilarious though. <laughs> um, 
What else happened this week? Oh, yeah. Did you follow any of this supposed fight between Jim Jones and Freddie Gibbs that went down? Um, I seen a little bit of it. I uh, I I just I just got the article like everybody else, and I I, I ended up posting the um, that funny video from Love and Hip Hop with Jim Jones was on there, where uh, he made the dude talk in the camera. He's like, like say say what you say to me in the camera. Oh say yeah, the yeah, camera. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh the, yeah, because <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio is playing the real Jim Jones. And there was some memes going around about how <laughs> I can't wait till Leonardo DiCaprio acts out this scene. That was <laughs> hey, that shit was low key funny, man. Uh, when hilarious. they when they said um, Leonardo is playing Jim Jones, yes, all the fucking Jim Jones from Dipset yes. memes. That shit was fucking <laughs> hilarious, man. <laughs> yes, I know my timeline ain't really get it like that, but. That shit was fucking hilarious. That was funny as hell, man. Let me let me play this dipset thing real quick. Hold or Jim Jones shit real oh, quick. Listen, come here, come here, come here. Tell the camera what you just told me. Tell the camera that. Tell the camera. No. <laughs> that shit was classic. His bodyguard or his boy was fucking trying to hold his mouth <laughs> to face the fucking camera. <laughs> <laughs> that um, that guy was scared shitless, man. <laughs> Jim Jones always in some shit, man. And yeah. Freddie Gibbs, I gotta say, I'm getting tired of him. I wish he would just rap and shut up. <laughs> He's been on so a two year beef with. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say if if what happened is true, I, I'm guessing it's true because I think um, uh, Freddie posted something pretty much saying he was good, but. Um, do this kind of uh, make you lose a little respect for for um for Freddie? If he did get beat up, I've lost quite a bit, man, and <laughs> not even just because of this. And to to recap the story, people who didn't hear, apparently Freddie Gibbs and uh, Jim Jones and his crew had an altercation at a restaurant, and people said that Freddie Gibbs got jumped and fucked up. And apparently this stems from some beef they had years ago. 2014. Yes. Uh, Jim Jones was throwing up a VL for vampire life. And Freddie Gibbs, who has put on record that he's, you know, with the vice lords, said you can't be throwing up the VL unless you're a vice lord. And, you know, Jim Jones, you can't tell him shit. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, you fucking Trey Nine, man. <laughs> yes, of course it became a beef, and I guess that's where this stemmed from. I had but no yeah. idea this was a beef. Me I had neither. I had no idea this happened. Now, I usually keep I up with this shit. Yes, I guess I didn't really care about Freddie Gibbs like that way back in that day, but uh, yeah, it was a mess, man. So uh, I guess he had an altercation, and Freddie Gibbs got fucked up. And yeah, Freddie Gibbs is just a rapper. I wish he was around in 1992. Where's no social media? Yes, where I wouldn't have to know <laughs> all this shit, this corny shit he'd be doing. Yeah. The endless beefing with DJ Academics has gotten super Got old. corny. Yeah. No, it's it's been past that, man. Like, why would you give this man so much of your energy if you're a rapper who's as good as you say you are? It is ridiculous, man. The, the beef with academics, the swearing up and down that you this super hard gangster, 
when we kind of had the receipts that you not. I mean, it, it, it's just, I don't know, him talking, you know, it's just, yeah, it's annoying, man. <laughs> like, I'm a fan of his music. I enjoy him as a rapper, but he's somebody I can't even follow on Twitter because this shit's too annoying to follow, man. Yeah. And I'm just kind of sick of him. I wish he was just rapping shut up sometimes. <laughs> But it's social media now. It's the era of corny ass rappers doing corny ass shit. So yeah, I was I was a little disappointed. Um, like why why is niggas still fighting, man? Them niggas like forty years old. I know. Why the fuck is y'all still like? And and what made it worse was the fuck the shit happened in two thousand fourteen. Mm-hmm. Like y- y'all in a nice restaurant. I think it's called Prime One One Twelve or something. Well, get your food and leave, man. Why the fuck was you try- sitting there trying to fight, man? I don't know. I'm just, I'm tired of old ass niggas fighting, man. Yeah. Especially after somebody prominent dies and everybody's like, oh, we got to stop the violence. Oh, we got to come together. Yeah. There's some corny shit like this happens and everybody just yucks it up like, oh, okay, I guess the energy is gone now. Yeah. It's all been dead a few weeks now. So you back on the bullshit, whatever. I'm sick of it. <laughs> Yeah, and by the way, Jim Jones um, got an album coming. Decided to change the name of his album to Prime One Twelve. Okay, I guess he's so, really gonna yeah. ride this into the ground. Yeah, <laughs> interesting. Yeah, so yeah, you have to review that one, man. You might have to listen to that book. Uh, probably. <laughs> I, I, shit, today uh, at the beginning of this podcast was the first time I listened to anything Dipset. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> and that was a Dipset Christmas song. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Even that don't hit the same no more. Man. It don't. Yeah, it really don't. These niggas got embarrassed on stage <laughs> on TV. Um, anything else? Have you seen Spider Man yet? Anything I did, man. Seen, man. I, I so said, how was I, it? It it was pretty good, man. It 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 was really good. I uh, you you haven't saw it, right? No, I haven't seen it yet. Okay, I ain't gonna say nothing, but. I enjoyed it, man. I, I I went to the so this is how you know I'm an old man. So I got the tickets for the Thursday night at 8 p.m. show. That's late as hell for me, man. <laughs> and you know the Marvel movies be running long. Yeah, damn near three it be, hours. Yeah, it be two and a half, three hours. So I'm like, fuck, man. I'm you know, fuck it. I I I really thought I was going to end up falling asleep at some point because it was a long day. Uh, Friday was the next day, so I'm thinking like, "Fuck, I'm gonna be tired as fuck." But I actually was up for the whole show, man. Like, I I was into it. So, um, yeah, a lot of surprises for me. I don't know how much you dug deep into the movie, and you know, the previous... I know Jamie Foxx in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, yeah I didn't want to spoil it. Everybody back. Yeah, yeah. So, um, man, I was surprised because I only seen the preview. I ain't looking no articles and nothing like the spoil alerts and all that stuff. But um, when I seen him, I'm like, damn, I was kind of surprised. And um, this was probably like the first time I would probably say since uh, not Black Panther, but probably since uh, Infinity War. I want to say Endgame first or Infinity War? Infinity War was first. Okay, Endgame. Yeah, this is probably the first time since Endgame where I felt like the crowd was really into it. Where they was okay. just kind of like, woo! Like, whenever you see somebody 
a lot of clapping. And, uh, you know, me not being a Marvel person uh, or not deep into it, it was a lot of people popping up. And I'm like, who is that? So, so everybody started clapping. I'm like, who is that? I don't know who that is. <laughs> so um, I was doing a lot of Googling <laughs> during the fucking movie. <laughs> I, I usually do that whenever I watch a movie like this. But um, it was a good movie, man. I enjoyed it. Uh, I, I enjoyed it yeah. a lot. Probably gonna check it this weekend, man. I'm not yeah. really much of a Marvel guy anymore, but you know, yeah, I, I fuck with Spider Man. It was so a little, man. it was a little tear jerker, a little bit. Yeah, couple I was times. sad at the end. Yeah, it was a little tear jerker a couple times, yeah. but um, yeah, my wife tapped me a couple times, showing me she was crying. No, oh, <laughs> I said, but yeah, yeah, check it out. Let me know what you think. All right, I'll probably check it out this weekend, man. For the <laughs> internet, it spoils the entire thing for me. Um, anything uh, else, man? Anything else you want to add for this wrap-up show? Um, uh, have you been following Tory Lanez updates? Oh, yeah. Um, so basically, from what I'm aware, he's going to have to go to trial. Yeah. That's all that changed. People are reporting that thing about him shooting at Megan and saying That was kind of old, yeah. That was old. Yeah. I, mean, I think that was one of the first things that came out when we found out about that night. Yeah. And everybody was reacting like it was something new that they just now yeah. heard. I'm like, I thought we knew that that's what was reported to cops. Yeah. The the only but, thing uh, that it, that was kind of new to me was how um I guess I don't I don't know how this went. I don't know if he was on the stand or somebody else was, but um I guess there was uh I guess it was reported I, I, I'm doing a bad job because I should I probably should have checked. We we talked about checking the sources and all this shit. Mm-hmm. But I seen somewhere where they were saying that um the girl Kelsey, her best or her former best yeah, friend I heard that too, was, was the, the fight one between her and Meg. Yeah, that she was actually the one that um that was responsible for it. Yeah. So, so I'm not I'm not sure how true that is. But um I get what I was seeing was it looked like he was trying to cover up for her. So <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I mean, if that was true, that he would be on trial. Yeah, so, he will be. He yeah. shit. He'll be on an interview with Charlemagne. Like, look, this will happen. <laughs> exactly. No, and uh, there's proof. I think they had a uh, evidence of him calling Meg and apologizing, and then offering her some money or something to yeah. be quiet and not say anything. Yeah. So I think he's fucked, man. Like, yeah. He's gonna have the- to. Yeah, the other thing is, I guess they was looking for the uh, bullet shells or the case, the bullet cases or something like that from when she got shot. And I guess they couldn't give it to her, uh, give it to them for some reason. Like they were just, it kind of came across that, you know, she was lying. She got shot. Mm -hmm. So uh, that was a little interesting to me. I started seeing the Tory Lane fans say, aha, see, I told you. Yeah, so um, it was a little interesting. It seemed like it's starting to unfold more now than before. Yeah, I know we'll, we we'll learn going, everything. Yeah, we'll learn everything when it goes to trial. Yeah, I know we weren't um, really talking. We said we was gonna quit talking about it, but yeah, it, it seemed like stuff is starting to unfold a little bit now. More, a little more details than it was well, before. I mean, you you really can't trust nothing because there are people who still thought that the charges were dropped. Yeah, <laughs> because of some accident on a website or some shit. So, but we're gonna learn everything when this case goes to trial. So, for yeah. anybody who's still wondering, we are gonna learn. 
Um, and Megan's story hasn't really changed. It's Tori who's, I don't know. I don't know what happened that night. We will find out when this goes to trial and they did decide that it's going to go to trial. So yeah, we will see what happens. Yeah. Did that uh, happen this that year? Happens. Oh man, did it? I, I think it did happen so. this year. Probably. Damn, this is a wild year, man. It is a wild year. Yeah, <laughs> it has been. I think that did happen this year. Damn, man. That, yeah, that was. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Meg Thee Stallion, too. She uh, graduated from TSU, I believe. Oh, yeah. She actually walked across the stage, too. Yeah, that was dope. That yeah. was dope. So congratulations to her doing her thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, wait, no, that would that the Megan Thee Stallion shooting happened in 2020. That was 2020. That was, okay, yeah, that was July of last year. Okay, okay. So okay, yeah, it's actually mind, been yeah. yeah longer. Damn, but uh, it's taken so long to unfold that it seems like yeah, we didn't get no details <laughs> since <know>. 2020. <laughs> so um, yeah, that's where that stands. And of course, when more information is divulged, we will also cover that as well. But I ain't for the speculation and bullshit no more, man. I think we've done it enough. I think there's enough of that on social media. Yeah. Anyway, so until we find out something concrete, I don't have much more to we, say about yeah, it. Yeah, we're going to use our platform responsibly. Yes. We're going to be messy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Is there anything else mm, we're missing? I think that might be yeah. about it. Um, uh, are you gonna watch the Jake Paul fight? No, and also the undercard with Deron, Deron Williams, and Frank Gore. I might <laughs> want to see that. <laughs> I oh, think God. I, I kind of want to see that, but nah, nah, Jake Paul, Logan Paul, whoever. I'm not, yeah, wasting my time. Really again, yeah. yeah, I ain't even paying for it. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't want to see that. <laughs> gonna be a mess man <laughs> um anything else i can't think of anything else man i'm sure we're forgetting something but fuck it yeah we'll man. Talk about it. let's go ahead and wrap up this the final edition of the gems and juice podcast of 2021 yeah, yeah I, th- I think we definitely got to give a shout out to uh shoot all the guests we had on man we had oh, a lot definitely. of guests on <laughs> A lot of guests. Yeah, shit. It started earlier this year from um Arian Foster, man, Bobby Fino. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like it was last year, <laughs> but it was 2021 when he hopped on with us. Yep. And um that was dope, man. <laughs> no, yeah, shout out to everybody, man. Shout out to Dende. Got introduced to a whole lot of dope people, man. Of course, thanks to you, Figgy, for hooking all that shit up. The mm-hmm. interview with Mark Ingram was dope as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, everybody we had on the podcast, man. Of course, shout out to our homegirl uh Jasmine doing her damn thing. She'll be on at some point again. <laughs> Maybe 2022. Yeah. Uh we'll see. Uh but yeah, shout out to Ken the Man. That was a great interview as well. Yeah. Um yeah, everybody, man. I'm looking through because I can't remember. Uh, we had a special guest in for that uh, Kanye West interview. DJ Holly Grove was this year. Yeah, too. Holly Grove. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was a great interview. Make sure y'all check it out. Yeah, I ain't heard that yet. That was a great interview. Then they, like I said, um, 
Anybody else? I think that might be um, about it. We had uh, who else? Leroy Cook earlier in the year as well. Yeah, um, Pr- uh, Prime. My dude, Prime. We had they oh, need yeah. oh, they yeah. need weeds. <laughs> yeah, Wade Smith. Wade Smith. We had Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Leroy Cook, of course. Um, yeah. T- t- uh, tobacco Ryan. Oh yeah, Tobacco yeah. Ryan was dope. Yeah. Um, Josh Meese. Yeah. Um, shout out, oh we had my sister on I forgot about that my sister oh yeah shout out to your sister my sister Trina shout out to Trina yep. Terry Thomas from Radio 1 yeah who is probably now Jasmine's boss and Jasmine yep. said she don't uh, she didn't even bring up how we were all on the podcast I'm like just bring that up I'm like what you gotta do is bring it up <laughs> but um Jasmine. yeah but um yeah, man. Um, who else did we have on? Uh, oh, my, my my dude Terrell. Um, for the oh movies. yeah, the movie, the movie guru, the movie. Trip. Yeah, the movie That's guru. Yeah, talk about movies and shit. That was fun. Yeah. But um, who else? Darnell from Broadcast Houston. Shout out to him. Mm-hmm. Um. I think yeah. Shout out to yeah. everybody. Man. Yeah. Shout out to everybody who's on the podcast with us this year. Yeah. Of course, bigger and better things. Like, look, this podcast only gets better with time. Okay, mm-hmm. we promise y'all next week, next year, will be even bigger, even better. We're gonna have some more dope things lined up for y'all. Shout out to all the giveaways and shit we did this year too. Yeah. Um. Shout out to wasn't that the uh, winner Black Lux was winner. Yeah. Winner. Uh. What's her name? Um. I forgot her name on Twitter, but winter, winter something. Yeah. But yeah, she was dope too. That was a fun little collab. So yeah, mm-hmm. shout out to everybody who collab with us, who sponsored us, who gave us some shit. We appreciate you all. Appreciate yeah. all of our day ones, man. Everybody Did we have uh, Jay Bell on this year? We had, I think we had Jay Bell on. Yeah, we had we had her on it because might, maybe we, we was talking we was talking about the um the movie um shit I forgot his name um. What's the what's the black movie? Uh, uh, shit, the black movie that black, came out this the year. Black movie, the black a Judas and a Black Messiah. Yeah, yeah. This year, was that about that with her? I can't remember. Yeah, we um, we talked about that with her. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So shout out to Jay Bell. Yeah, shout out to Jay Bell doing her thing now. She in Arizona now, right? Yeah. So yeah, shout out to her. Mm-hmm. I told her um, we gotta get, get her to Texas, man. It can't be out in Arizona. Oh, they, what, what's that? What's the name of that damn city? Cavarucci or something? No, I don't. I, I don't know. I, I, I ain't yeah, never even heard be, that. She wants thing. to be somebody in media. She got to come out to the mecca of media, Houston, Texas. Yeah. Oh yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Also, shout out to Brandon Caldwell. Got a gig at ESPN. Moved to Connecticut. Yeah, man. So yeah, shout yeah. out to Brandon doing big things, man. Proud of him. Happy yeah. for him. We definitely can't get him on the damn podcast now. Wait, we can't. Probably not. He worked for no, ESPN, I, I man. Think Brandon, I think ESPN Brandon be strict. <laughs> I think Brandon. Cole, I think he. I bet you he's gonna be Nick like, hey, Nick man. Right can make time for six ten still. <laughs> but that ain't like ESPN, Brandon. though. <laughs> you know how strict man, ESPN well, is. Man, I think he can pull the black card. I know. I okay? hope so. Yeah. They're a woke organization now, 
supposedly. <laughs> so look, he could be like, you're restricting me because I'm black. Huh? <laughs> so now nah, we're going to have Brandon on. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. This might be, it might be a clean dub version of the podcast. Can't be no yeah. nigga shit. I know. <laughs> uh, so yeah, shout out to him. Man. Proud of him for getting that gig. That's pretty dope. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, shout out to everybody who support the podcast, man. All of y'all who listen, we love you all. Bigger things next year. I hope y'all have a great, safe, happy holidays. Uh, I can't think of nothing else to say, man. Y'all That's it, safe. man. See y'all next year. <laughs> See y'all next year. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Blah blah. Whatever you celebrate, make sure you do it to the fullest. Uh, cherish every day you're here and healthy, man, because you never know what's going to happen tomorrow. So make sure you know, cherish every moment you have. And thank you for spending any of your moments with us. Really appreciate it. Love y'all. Stay safe. Be blessed. Until next time. From the Tim Tim. Peace.